Cameron. Yeah? Have you ever eaten something so disgusting? Yeah, we could... did it on camera. <laughs> Whatever you're going to ask. It was oh, disgusting. Oh, that post show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it could not be as bad as the time. You got you know those sweet, like, Costco-flavored pastries? They, they come in a big box. A yeah, bunch yeah, of different, yeah. They're like cheese danishes. There are a bunch of different flavors of cheese danishes. Yeah. Well, there was this one time where I was on a houseboat with my friend David Allman. Shout out to a Patreon supporter. And we had those pastries in the morning. Now, I had never tasted mold in my life, but apparently <laughs> uh, there was mold all over this thing. Sure, yeah. And you I look... took a massive bite. I didn't oh know what gosh. it looked like. I should have known. A gray, hairy-looking thing. You didn't know what mold looked like. I, did, I, was, I was only like nine years old, oh, okay? okay. Well. I bit into this thing, and... That flavor I wish to never taste again. Do you do you still remember that flavor? I do remember that flavor. And I also remember our last podcast. <laughs> and if you didn't like politics, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you, this is a palate cleanser for you. Welcome to Everything Comes From Something. That was a good segue. My name is Isaac Ransom. I'm Cameron Tuttle. I'm Ruben. The kid Ruben. I'm he's the kid a, Ruben. He's a special guest. I'm a special boy. Today's episode is a special featurette. Featuring, double featuring, <laughs> an epic guest. What's going on? A comedian, on? Mr. Ruben, and I don't know how to say your last name. Try it. Just Escobano. <laughs> yep. Did, did I get it? No, not at all. Escobar, isn't it like Pablo? The, the is, it like, is it like Pablo? Is that what you just added? Yeah, you like Pablo, me the, <laughs> Pablo Escobar. You just looked me in the eyes and said, is it like Pablo? <laughs> it doesn't even look like it's yeah. spelled like Pablo. It's not Escobano either. What is it? What is it? It's Escovedo. It's Escobedo for white people. My my mom Escobedo. Yeah, my mom can't say Escobedo, so she says Escobedo. So it's Escobedo. Ruben Escobedo. Did yeah. I say it right? Yeah, close enough. Escobedo. Yeah, that's okay. Escobedo. <laughs> yeah, yeah I gotcha. I had a guy, I worked with a guy whose name was, whose name was Vago, but we, but his name was Bago. Like Bago. we had to call him Bago, but it was spelled with a V. I was really confused about it. But that wasn't his actual name. His name was Phil Smith. <laughs> no, no. I don't even remember what his name was. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Everything Comes From Something is a podcast about unoriginality. And one of the best things that we're going to start doing now... I know I talk with my hands, Ruben. You're just going to have to get used no, to that. No, it's fine. Uh, one of the things that we're going to start doing now is have guests on the show because we have upgraded our audio. Unoriginal guests. Unoriginal. That's not necessarily yeah. true. Yeah, now wait a minute. You just said this is a podcast about unoriginality and they're now queuing me up. <laughs> to be like, and also easier. Because... Wait, I want to finish. Wait, hold on. Okay. Before this, I want to finish this story about Bago. I, I just remembered something. So he <laughs> he uh, he left like a month before my manager did and then my manager left and then we realized that that they're 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 together in San Diego. <laughs> it oh. was really weird. Wait, yeah, what? We were, yeah, what we were a like, strange revelation. Yeah, we were like, we were like, hey, did you know Vago? They and and my manager, they they're together. Dang. Yeah, it was it was pretty interesting. That is wild. Well, yeah. well, good for you, Bago. Yeah, good for you, Bago. Good job, Bago. Here's what I want to say. Okay. Just to make it clear, Everything Comes From Something is a podcast about unoriginality. And unoriginality isn't necessarily a bad thing, okay? The reason we talk about so much history and so many stories is because everything comes from something. That's the name of the podcast. And the best wow. stories come from people. And that's why we want to interview people. People like Ruben Pablo. 
That's me, Ruben Pablo. <laughs> Ruben I, Pablo Escobar. You know, it's funny is I have a friend who, uh, one of my good friends in high school, still still keep in contact with the guy a little bit. He used to say that my middle name was Pablo. He, and this is before Narcos. This is before the whole like Pablo Escobar like became popular. Like he always used to say that that was my middle name, uh, and it's not. I don't have a middle name. But you don't? <laughs> no, I don't have a middle name. Cameron, do you have a middle name? Yeah. What is it? It's Michael. Well, that's, oh, that's, that's right. That's boring. I remember you used to not tell me your middle name. Why? You were just weirdly cryptic. There was this one time Cameron went to Mexico, and I was genuinely concerned because I was very gullible, and he, and he told me that he was selling drugs down there. <laughs> I didn't go to Mexico. Yeah, he did. That didn't happen. I've went never to Mexico. Been to, I've never been to Mexico. Well, you lied to me. <laughs> I probably maybe did, you yeah. went to Colorado. It was for your Boy Scouts trip. Oh, do you remember? Oh, it this? was New Mexico. I, New <laughs> Mexico. Very different places. Wait, they're different. Yeah, I'm just kidding. I was like, wait, are you serious? <laughs> no, I'm not. Okay, here it's we like go. England and New England. Mr. Rubin. Yes. Tell us what you're about. What do you do? Uh, so yeah, uh, like you queued it up. I am a podcast host. I'm a comedian. I have my own podcast, Kid Tested, Mother Approved which is a weekly podcast for each week. Uh, it's me and my mom, and each week we pick a theme or a theme is given us, and then we pick a movie for each other to watch based on that theme. It's fun. It's exciting. It's it's a very feel-good show, and I think that that's what a lot of people listen to us for. I mean, we have literally listeners all over the world, and it's awesome to just hear, like, get emails, like, hey, I'm from Australia, and I love it. And, like, it, I mean, one of the best emails that we've ever gotten, uh, and I won't name drop this person just because I feel bad, but it was, like, this email that just said, I listen to this show because I do not have a good relationship with my mom and this makes me want to have a good relationship with my mom. Mm. And it was like it was like a cool thing because I think that's when the show became real to us. Like that's when it became like a thing. Like a oh, we're doing something. Yeah. As opposed to just like we're just like sitting in a room like two raccoons screaming into a garbage can like <laughs> hoping that like something comes from it even though we we don't. We don't have a goal for the show. We don't have plans for the show. It's just Let's sit and talk about movies because that's what we enjoy talking about. Yeah. Raccoons yeah. screaming in the trash can. <laughs> that sounds like this show. <laughs> Cameron, you always look tired. You look like a raccoon, so do I. Do I, do I look tired right now? Uh, is it because of my constant eye bags? I have eye no, bags I, too. I'm yeah, worried just... that my eye bags will get lower and lower as I get older and sink all the way past my cheeks, all the way down to my chin. I'm really gonna, I'm gonna cherish the day once I have like two layers of eye bags. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're oh. like, there's like the one the and then there's like the under. There's the under one, and oh. then you get, and then you get more. It's just, yeah, it's it's, it's a downhill it's business. It's a downhill slope to becoming Emperor Palpatine. <laughs> they really had to base is. it off something. I was just gonna say something like droopy dog, but I guess like Palpatine also. Works. He's got stacks on stacks on stacks. You know what I'm saying? I, I am the Senate. <laughs> Perfect. Wait, wait, now, hold on. I want to see if I can do Droopy Dog. I am the Senate. Droopy Dog, am I right, kids? Yeah. This episode is going to be us just laughing the whole time. I know. I know. You're going to see the sound map. It's just going to be like blocks of just like nothing. <laughs> Nobody sees the sound map. No, I'm talking about Ty. Oh, I think. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking about you. You're going to be see so it. upset. Yeah, because you're going to be like, great, I have to go in and edit all this crap. I don't edit anything. It's oh, well, then never mind. <laughs> <laughs> then whatever. Okay, Ruben. Yeah? You said you did comedy. How long have you been doing that? I've been doing comedy for a couple months, Um, and it's definitely something that I, I – people have always told me, like the two jobs that people have always told me to do are, oh, you'd be such a good youth pastor. You'd be so good at that. Or, oh, you'd be such a good comedian. And I gave 10 years to being a youth pastor, and I was kind of like, nah, I don't think 
I don't think this is for me. That's how we met Ruben. That, yeah, that is how you yeah. guys met if me. If you guys didn't know, Cameron and I went to a high school group together. That's how we became friends. And then one year, this guy showed up, Ruben. I just like wandered in. It was like like Kramer. I just kicked the door and it was like, <laughs> I'm here now. He was an intern and yeah. I think we had a pretty good relationship. Oh, with yeah. Him. No, and I, and I think what really started our relationship was that Disneyland trip. No. Yeah, because before that, I, I kind didn't of go did. than that. <laughs> we, <laughs> yeah, I know, Ruben. He did. No, I didn't. No, he didn't. What did he go on with the three? We of were friends. We were friends before that. Yeah, Ruben. we oh. we always hung out in the back because we did audio. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, we true, did the true, audio true, stuff, true. and you. Just we were too were cool then. for all the other kids. We, we like, hated all those homeschoolers and stuff. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> One of them was gonna be like, "Hey, I wonder how Cameron and Isaac are doing." Ruben's on this show. Oh my gosh, Mr. Episode. All those kids are garbage. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! No, I actually loved our high school group. That was the yeah, only was part cool. of high school that I actually liked. It was. I mean, I've. I, I did ministry for 10 years. It was one of the most fun jobs I've ever had. Um, I'm I, trying I to think if group. you did anything gross to us. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Not the question for 2018. What do you mean by that? What do you mean? There's that? Always, we always played a bunch of weird, gross games in the high school group. Yeah, thank you Things for that, like that clarification. Well, I was getting to it. <laughs> yeah, Your reaction was worth it. <laughs> Just to look at me and go, did you do anything gross to us? <laughs> this uh, is actually uh, going to be listened to by a lot of courts. Yeah, Dude, we just wanted to get this you. Is <laughs> this yeah, is evidence. evidence. Just because I'm a comedian doesn't just mean admit. I'm a horrible person. Just admit, <laughs> I did. I did gross things. No, I don't think we did. I, <laughs> I, I think it was like, too easy. <laughs> I think like the things that I did though was like, because I'm not like one of those like I'm gonna eat all the weird stuff. Like that's not me. Sure. Oh my gosh, guys! For, I'm I'm in youth ministry now. I made my students eat mayo. Yeah, it's so much fun. I, I like a thing of mayo is hilarious. The amount of things that now again, this is going to be used as evidence. The amount of things you can make kids do that you can get away with is incredible. Like you can, oh you can just be like, you can just be like, yeah, it's a game. Eat all the hot sauce, and kids are like, I want to eat all the hot sauce. Yo, know, at least I incentivize my kids. I gave them an Amazon gift card for participating. How much? Ten, wait, ten bucks. Wait, just for participating? Just for doing it. How do I show up to this youth group? Yeah, I'm 15 years old. Well, I'm trying to attract students, but we got a small group, so yeah. that's why I'm like, when it grows, you guys get nothing, just the gl- <laughs> just the glory, <laughs> just the. Gl- I mean, kids would do that for just the glory. Kid- I know. Kids, I know. kids have like this Spartan ar- like honor sense oh, to them. You no, know what I mean? Do you know what's crazy is so so before you guys, I worked in a junior high group, and I worked with my buddy Josh, who's a great dude, and he never gave out prizes; he gave it high fives. Okay. But the whole logic behind it was like, why do you just high five them? And he goes, because they want it. I'm like, what do you mean? And he was like, watch. Kid walks up and he's like, hey, Josh, give me a high five. And he goes, no, you got to earn it. And the kid's like, all right, I'll win the next game. And I was just like, that seems like you're training soldiers. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, he's building an economy. Yeah, yeah exactly. But like all, he Restricting was, supply. He was an econ major. So like, and he was like, oh, he was my gosh. Exactly. So like, he was the, the mind one of, of a psychopath running a youth <laughs> ministry. <laughs> Pretty much, um, but no. So, so I mean that. Yeah, I did ministry for a while, and then I was just like, I, I felt like you know maybe it wasn't for me after all that time. Uh, and so then I finally started to do other things. And recently, um, I started getting open mics. I uh, for the longest time, people were like, oh, you're so funny. You should get up on stage. You should do this. And I'm just like that. When I was a kid, uh, people always asked me what I wanted to be when I grew up, and my legitimate answer uh, was something with stability. <laughs> I saw that my dad As a child you're yeah, saying that? Yeah so my dad had a 9 to 5 oh, okay. And my mom was a teacher They always had jobs Yeah. And so to me that was ideal I didn't want to be a 
an astronaut. I didn't want to do anything crazy because there was no stability in that. You have yeah, a there's, no st- there's no stability in being an astronaut. You're <laughs> up in space. You're floating around. <laughs> but like, but like, and this is you just crack yourself up, Cameron. <laughs> well, what's funny though is this actually this dates me a little bit. But like, the Challenger explosion was not long before I was a child and kids were asking me, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" Yeah. Mm. So like, I'm seeing these jobs where people aren't coming home, and I'm like, I don't. No one's ever like gone to a nine to five and been like, sorry, he died on the job because a piece of paper got lodged into his throat. That's like not, that's not true. I wouldn't bet on it. I bet people have died at their nine to five, but yeah, I don't yeah, think that yeah. people have been like a stapler hit him in the head and he just <laughs> collapsed. <laughs> like that yeah. staple had gunpowder in it. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what it I mean? It was the industrial strength. <laughs> but so so for me as I always want stability, I was always afraid to kind of step out and do comedy or do stage stuff and, and Recently, I, I started dating my current girlfriend, and we were talking, and she's like, you know, I always say, oh, you know, I want to do comedy, I want to do comedy. She goes, well, what's stopping you? I was like, what? And she goes, well, just go do it. And I'm like, what? No. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't, don't challenge me. Yeah. And I was with her, and we actually we were in San Francisco uh, m- months ago, like when I started, and she was saying, like, my buddy just texted me a picture, and it was this open mic near my house, and it was a comedy. It was that night. He goes, dude. He goes, you got to go do this. And I'm like, yeah, maybe. So I'm with her, and I go, oh, yeah, my buddy just texted me his picture. It's for an open mic. And she looks at her watch or her phone, and she's like, cool, so we'll be back in time for that. And I'm like, well, hold on. I was like, well, I, I don't know if I'm going to go. And she goes, look, you don't have to go up on stage tonight. Here's what I want. I want you just to go, feel it out, see how you like it, but you're going to go back next week. I was like, you don't have to go on stage tonight. If you don't feel comfortable tonight, you don't have to go. But you're going to come back next week and you're going to do it next week no matter what. I said, okay, next week I'm going to do it no matter what. So that so she dropped me off at home. Then I went to the open mic. And that night I got there and I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. So I signed up. I did it. And I felt like I did pretty good for like coming up with something on the spot to just be like, okay, here we go. Like here's this intro bit that I'm just going to like make up on the spot. And do you remember what it was about? Yeah. So it was actually – it was kind of ripped from my podcast. And I actually have only done this bit like twice because it's really not that funny. Uh, but it's about the movie Planes, the Disney movie Planes. Oh, mm-hmm. gosh. Yeah. Uh, have you guys seen that? Do you know anything no, about no, that? No, no, no. Okay, so it's a spinoff of Cars. No. Um, but in it, they imply no. that the Holocaust happened. What? Um, <laughs> in a kid's movie? Yeah. Maybe I will check in it out. A movie about, in a movie about <laughs> planes? Cameron, remember when I told you to back off from uh, the mic hey, when you laughed? It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, I mean, this is obviously a very rough version of the bit, but... I talk about in the I love Disney movies and I love the movie like Pixar movies and I love but I don't love planes uh, because it implies the Holocaust happened in a child's movie. Well, hold on a second. Didn't Walt Disney deny the Holocaust? What? No. There's the, there's like rumors yeah, that I he was he'd... no. There's rumors he was anti-Semitic, but like he never outwardly was like, "Welcome to Disneyland, where we don't like Jewish people." <laughs> like, oh my! Gosh. Like he was like it was not like there was the rumors, just like there's the rumors that he's you know frozen or whatever. There was never I. I'm sure that someone's going to be like, well, there's this hard proof. There's really not that much hard proof that, like, that if any, that he actually hated anybody. Um, so I, I do the whole bit, and I, I talk about how it's this movie about this this dusting plane. He's a he's a crop duster, and his name is Dusty Crop Hopper. And he's Horrible. Vo- <laughs> he's voiced by Dane Cook, um, which sometimes <laughs> when I tell that, that bit, that gets a laugh, and I don't know why. Sure. Um, Who it, is that? Dane Cook? I don't know him. Oof. Like from what? He's a stand-up comedian from like the early two thousands. Oh, he's well. he's like super in your face, and he just like he's kind of that early rage comedian of just like 
that's like popular with like Joe Rogan or whatever. To just essentially scream berate your audience. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah. not like like not like yeah, not like yelling as like a punch. Just like so, I was walking to the store. Like it's yeah, very yeah, like yeah. it's like observational, relatable comedy, but it really doesn't go anywhere. Gotcha, um, gotcha. So I'm talking about so it's voice by Dan Cook, and the whole thing is this plane must be a racing plane. You know, he doesn't want to be what you're born as, which is fine. Whatever, sure, great, whatever. Uh, and then he proceeds to go on. Uh, become a racing plane. It's so amazing. But his coach is a uh, is an older plane, uh, and I believe the name is like Sarge or something, just some generic fighter pilot name. Sure. Uh, but he's a World War II bomber, which is fine uh, to just, okay, whatever. Uh, then we see a flashback of him like fighting in World War II, and they just keep referencing the war, and they don't say World War II. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he's a World War II fighter jet. Yeah. Or fighter, bomber, or whatever. And he's in a war. <laughs> and so I go, and and I go, so if that, that implies that. And then we also see that he was on the carrier called the Dwight D. Fleisenhower, which implies that the American presidency exists. That's which pretty it, good, though. That's the a pretty Dwight, good pun. The Dwight D. Fleisenhower? <laughs> but it also, like, it can, it means that, like, the president is a boat, <laughs> which, seems, sure, yeah. which seems a little... Well, in the cars world, yeah. are there even people? No. Yeah, yeah, okay, I got it. But, like, if the president's a boat, how does he get to, like, Iowa? Uh, that's a good point <laughs> like, how does, how don't does he campaign cargo bobs <laughs> yeah like how does he like how does he do it like how does he get from one side of the country to the other like he has to go all the way through panama just to be like <laughs> yeah. oh what up california um but so they they imply this and i go well, and i kind of get on this weird rant i go let's well, imply that car world war ii happened well, then they imply that the car holocaust happened and they imply car hitler existed because you know, there's a war, so German car. There's German cars. There's car Mussolini. There's Ooh. car Stalin. There's all these cars. I go, but then that means there's car Judaism, because uh, the big yeah. Where are the two. car yarmulkes? Yeah, uh, but what were the cars before cars were invented? If car Judaism exists, Judea- Judaism is much older than cars. So what were they? <laughs> Why did we get this guy on the show? <laughs> <laughs> the the whole punch is that I end it with Jesus Chrysler. Like I go and Jesus Chrysler. It's confusing. Um, and people like <laughs> people, people like it normally gets a lot of, and then I, I kind of like stopped using the bit cause I'm just like, it's such a weird bit. That's a long explanation. Yeah. But so, I, I think it is funny, it, yeah, especially good. for nerds like Cameron and I yeah. who like history. Like one time I did it and like, I remember doing the first time I did that bit and one lady was just like, like in the back and I was like, all right, good. I got, I got, <laughs> you got one, you got one. Like people laughed, but I was just like, eh, most so. kids don't read these days. So no, that's true. But then I also like got upset because there's a there's a Mexican plane. And, yeah, yeah. And his whole thing is he's El Chupacabra, uh, which means the goat eater in Spanish. Sure. But when he gets introduced, he goes, "I'm El Chupacabra," and someone goes, "Isn't that the monster that eats small cars?" That's not what that translates to. <laughs> Hold on, I thought farm animals were tractors in the car world. Right. Yeah, that's right. A good right. Point. They might they might say tractors or something, but what what they're not saying. Is goats, <laughs> which is what cabra means. That's okay. Maybe it's an alternate universe. Yeah. You yeah. might be thinking a little too deep into this one, Ruben. <laughs> yeah, I know. But you're digging for content. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. So you did, you've been doing comedy for like what? You said a couple, couple months. A couple months, three, four months. What I was fascinated by is that I never knew you were going to get into this stuff. But I've always thought you were funny, okay? Yeah, and, and I think that's the thing, is everyone's always like, oh, you're funny, you're funny. And, and I, I never, like, I'm never like, I'm the funniest person. Like, I never, ever will walk into an open mic and be like, I'm the funniest person here. 
That would I, be a good one, though. <laughs> just get up on stage and be like, so those other guys are trash, huh? Like, I've seen people do that. I've seen people make fun of people that bombed before them, and sometimes oh. it lands. Well, sometimes they deserve it, but some, sometimes it lands. Because, um, I mean, that's the thing with comedy, right, is I think that's with anything. I think with anything, people tell you you're good, or you tell yourself you're good. And so to me, if I go my entire life thinking I'm the best and I'm good, but no one has ever told me that I'm good, I'm probably not good. But like for me, when everyone's like, oh, you're so funny, you're so funny, you got to keep doing it, I go, well, maybe people are on to something. I mean, I'm not asking people to tell me I'm funny. People are just telling me that. I'm not doing anything that requires people to give me that affirmation, so maybe I'm funny. So I, I go on and I, you know, I, I tell stories. I do tell a story about Cameron. I, me and Isaac were talking about this in the car. <laughs> I have a bit about Cameron. I think you know. Do you know what I'm talking no, about? No, no, I don't know. Oh, you'll like this. Okay. Um, so I talk about, I mean, I extend it a little bit. I don't name drop Cameron. I say it's a guy in a restaurant. Uh, but I'll just tell the real story as opposed to the bit. <laughs> so Cam- <laughs> Cameron, Isaac, and I and a couple other people, we were getting lunch at a sushi place. And Cameron is like talking or something. He goes, hey, you know who you look like? And at the time, I would get James Franco a lot. I, I get even now. I get Lin Manuel Miranda a lot. Oh, I see that. Yeah. And I'm like, oh yeah, James Franco. And you're like, no. <laughs> What's that rat from Charlotte's Web? <laughs> just and straight it, up, dude. Just straight up. <laughs> and I think Isaac's just like Templeton. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, you look like Templeton the rat. <laughs> and like everyone's kind of looking at me and is like, yeah, he's not wrong. <laughs> But, like, I tell that bit, and that bit kills. Oh, like, that's good. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> so, copyright strike. Too. Yeah, copy. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to be telling Name that Name drop. Bit. Yeah, I'm going to tell that bit, and you're going to be like, that's me. <laughs> See, so so for me, comedy is always kind of like um, like playing Street Fighter, where it's like, or like a, a, any competitive sure. video game, where you're like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm pretty good. I'm the, I'm the best one in this house. You know, I could beat all my roommates. Yeah. And then, like... You go anywhere else, and you just you just get whooped, and so like yeah. I feel like I feel like that's always sort of the intimidating thing. It's like it's like how do you how do you know how do you know what things are gonna win? I so I here's what's what's that's a good question because for me I'm a storyteller, so if I go to an open mic and they give me five minutes, that entire five minutes is one solid story. Yeah, it's one and and which for better for worse, there have been times where I tell a solid story and it is a great story. It other nights it is killed but maybe the first couple sentences it just doesn't hook people so people just instantly tune out Mm. um so it's hard but i think it's a really good point so i did a competition a couple weeks back and i felt like i was gonna do pretty good i go i but i didn't see who i was going against and now that i've been doing this for a couple months i know a lot of the other local comedians yeah so like I looked at the list and I didn't recognize one guy and I was like I don't know this guy and then another guy recognized he's like he puts on he like produces this one show he's a v- a very funny comedian and I kind of saw that and I was like well I'm not gonna win which is fine like I like I was like he's much funnier than I am and I know that because he's he's more established he's been doing this longer I'm just this idiot who gets up and talks about time or whatever you know what I mean like yeah. I, I I just get up and be like duh, 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 big story <laughs> and so I, I invited a bunch of my friends because this is my first real booked gig and all that kind of stuff. And for me, what really hit it was, even though I lost, when I went up and they were like, okay, now we're going to do the crowd cheer for who's going to win, when it was just this overwhelming loudness. And it wasn't just people I knew. Like, the one person I focused on was this woman who I do not know, don't know this woman, I've never seen this woman in my life. 
I caught her in the middle of my set taking pictures of me hmm. and then like cheering and like screaming. It's just, an, you know, another, an older lady just screaming. And I was just like, I don't know you. Like you have no reason to do that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But you, you're doing that because you think that of the three of us, I am the best one. And that really meant a lot. And then when I sat back down, the guy who was more established, who is a great, great friend of mine. I love this guy. I'm, I know him now, but he was like, dude, there's no reason for me to go up there. Like, he goes, you just crushed it. <laughs> I was like, I appreciate that. And he went up there, and it, it was pretty much tied. So, And the third guy was garbage. But um, <laughs> ooh, he was not. That'd be he, you, Cameron. Yeah, he was not. He got up there and was talking about why Batman isn't cool and, like. Oh, maybe not you, Cameron. But, like, the the yeah, whole thing well, was, like. Good thing he lost. <laughs> good riddance. <laughs> well, the, the whole, the, my favorite part is he got up there in a superhero shirt and sandals, and I was like, ooh, I'm glad I changed. Um <laughs> <laughs> But so like, uh, so, you know, so then he got up and it was tied. This was me and this other guy. And then they had both of us up there at the same time and it was pretty much tied, but then he ended up winning. Um, but it was still for me, it was like, that was cool to me to, did I lose? Yeah. Did I expect to lose? Totally. Did I give up? No, of course not. Mm -hmm. Because I, I still put it in, but it was cool that I tied with this dude is much more established than I am. Yeah. This dude who has, you know, his own show and blah, 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 blah. And I'm just this idiot who just, like, got up and was like, I don't know, maybe this. And, like, what was cool about it, though, was after the show, like, both hosts, like, you know, you, you in this kind of thing, you, you do the right thing. You you thank both hosts. You yeah. thank everybody involved. And, and I went to the host, and they were just like, who are you? Like, where did you come from? Like, they were like, how long have you been doing this? I was like, a couple months. They are like, no. They are like, you have such presentation mm. of, like, this seems so polished. And I was like, man, I just wrote this a couple weeks ago and, and keep doing it and practicing it. They were like, yeah, wow, we want you back. So I'm going to do that, uh, I think, in December. I'm going to talk to them. But, and then I got a couple gigs through it that are just like, which is cool. I mean, that's that's the whole thing of it is networking. Yeah. yeah like, and sure. I, th I think that people don't realize how easy it is to just network yourself. Like, take a clip of you doing stand-up, and then that's all you need. Like, obviously, you know, take a bunch and make sure it's a good room or whatever. But that's like, yeah, I, I met one guy at another open mic. I was, well, it was a showcase I was doing. And he was like, I've been doing this for like five months. And I see him in a lot of the Bay Area Facebook groups. And he's headlining a couple of shows. He's doing this show or this show just because you get involved with these people. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, do these kind of things where you, you network and you, 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 know, you communicate and you do all that kind of stuff. And it's, I love it. it. It's something that I never thought that I would ever do just out of fear. I, I went to New York in March by myself. And one of my main goals was like, I'm going to do, do an open mic when I'm in New York, and that's going to be my thing. And this was long before I even thought about doing it out here. And I was like, I'll be my one thing. I could say I did it. And then it, you know, if it worked, awesome, great. If not, I just won't do it again, and that's fine. And I ended up getting busy and just not being able to do it, so I didn't do one out there. Uh, but then, yeah, when I finally started doing it here, I'm like, I like this, and this is fun. Yeah, and, yeah. and it's the more that I want to do, it's enjoyable. Have you ever? Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. You're good. Have you ever crashed and burned? Oh, 100. percent One of my oh man, this this is a funny story too. Is uh, so my girlfriend tries to be at every show mm. uh, because she's amazing and supportive. But uh, one time she couldn't go because she had class on Wednesdays, and that's when I normally do one. At, I do an open mic at Cafe Frascati downtown, and she couldn't go Wednesday. Wednesday. Wednesday, 7 p.m. No 8, joke. 8 I walked in there on Thursday, 7 p.m. I'm like, and you called me. Yeah. And I was awesome. like, what's up, man? You're like, I'm here. And I'm like, I'm not. <laughs> There's <laughs> some guy giving a spoken uh, word. I yeah. hate those. Oh, you hate those? I love those. I hate those. I love, I love spoken words. Let me tell you, really just like really it. fast rant. It's spoken word, then it's poetry, and then it's rap. And everyone knows 
rap is the best of the three. It's Ooh. like a progression. It's like a progression. That. I don't know about that. I don't know. Poetry is pretty awesome. Poetry's great, man. Poetry is like you ever cheating. read some Ralph Waldo Emerson? You ever no. read, read? You ever read Shel Silverstein, dude? Oh, dude, love Shel Silverstein. Here's Shel the thing: it's great. I won't be convinced. That's, that's <laughs> I'm fine. closed off. I'm just letting you know. Do you think Dr. Seuss is poetry? Like, do you classify Dr. Seuss as poetry? No, I call that children's book. Yeah, he's poetry. It's poetry. Yeah, that's all that is. Do you I feel that? I mean, I guess if you slap a fat beat on it, it would be pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Uh, but so that's, no. that's going to be our next post show, Cameron. Rapping Doctor Seuss. Rap. That, that's a thing. I've seen that. Oh, it would be great. I think it did it at Hume. I've seen. I've seen yeah. people do that. It like seems that. like a Hume thing. Uh, but so the worst times I ever bombed. So girlfriend can't come, and I'm like, whatever. Like I get it. She has class. I'm not like banking on her being there. Um, and so I'm in class, and then I, I'm in class. She's in class, uh, and I go, and I notice this guy keeps kind of looking at me. And it's like like a he recognizes me, but I'm like, I don't like and I kind of recognize him, but I'm like, I don't know, I've seen this guy before. I'm sitting there drinking my coffee. I go up and I do this bit about the Illuminati that I have. It's a, it's to me it's a very fun bit uh, about how I got an Instagram DM from the Illuminati. It's a very real, very true story. This guy named Scott underscore Illuminati six 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 sent me an Instagram <laughs> DM. Wow. And I mean I just pulled this guy through the ringer for like w- literally weeks. And uh, just constantly sending, like, weird messages, just, like, stringing them along. So finally he says, uh, like, he, uh, finally it ends. So, like, the couple weeks before I do the bit, it destroys. I mean, it just kills. Everyone loves it. Destroys. I've done, done this bit at multiple open mics, and it just kills. People are loving this bit. I go up, I do it. Nothing. No response from the audience. Nothing. And I'm just like awesome like i'm mad i'm mad that it bombed mm. because it, at the time it was my favorite bit yeah and i'm upset and so i get off stage and my was it the in. templeton one no 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 it's it, the illuminati one it's the illuminati Temple, templeton's not oh, in that bit oh okay um, Sorry. no it's fine uh templeton, templeton wasn't written yet um i didn't think about it yet but so then so i'm sitting there my buddy came this was one of the first times that he's seen me to stand up and i'm mad because it didn't land and it didn't work and i as i'm getting off stage my phone starts ringing and it's my girlfriend, and I'm like, hey, I can't talk right now. Like, I'm with Canyon, and when we're talking, and I just got off stage. She's like, okay, just coming back when you can. I'm like, okay. So I'm upset, and I'm angry. Like, and I'm talking to him, and I'm just like, I can't believe that bombed. It was a hard room, but maybe I screwed up, and, and blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm just kind of railing into myself. Like, I'm being angry about it. So he leaves, uh, and then I get in my car, and I call her. And she just instantly goes, hey, isn't it weird how I picked up, or I called instantly the second you got off stage? And I'm like, you weren't there. She goes, no, I wasn't there. I'm like, who was there? Like, I'm like freaking. I'm like, which of your friends was there? She goes, my brother was there, mm. who I had not met. Yeah. The guy that kept looking at me yeah, was yeah, her brother. Yeah. And I'm like, your brother saw the worst show I've ever done. I go, your brother saw me absolutely bomb. And, and I was like, and now I'm upset and I'm embarrassed because yeah. that was this dude's introduction to me. And she was like, why do you think you bombed? And I'm like, because it, I just didn't hear any response. I didn't get anything from it. It just, there was nothing. I go, this table up front was not giving me anything. They were just staring at me like I was a teacher and they were confused about the lesson. Like <laughs> oh. they weren't they weren't like playing with anything. Like Man. one girl was laughing and I was like, I think she's drunk. Like that doesn't <laughs> that doesn't help. Uh and she goes, Well, I was on the phone the whole time. I heard the whole thing. He was in the back of the room, you got laughs. She goes, You can't be hard on yourself. And I'm like, I just I feel like you bombed. So he she tells him, she's like, He feel like you bombed. He bombed, he was upset. She goes, and he goes, totally unprompted, and she was like, he didn't need to say this because he doesn't know you and doesn't know I'm telling you this. She goes, if that, she said, 
he said, if that's him bombing, and that's what he thinks is his worst set he's ever done, he's much better than he thinks he is. And I was like, wow. Like, like it, so, so I, I felt like I bombed. And I think that when you're on stage too, and especially the room, man, is it hard to tell with some rooms. Like, yeah. like Cafe Frascati yeah, yeah. is like a hallway. So if you don't get that opening front table of people, you could get the whole back half of the room and the balcony, but it doesn't feel like you are because you're not hearing it. That is a weird room. Yeah. I have I have been there. And it is strange because I've done a decent amount of public speaking and I, I you know I play music yeah, and you're whatnot a too. Yeah. Um when you're on stage observing a crowd can be one of the most stressful things because I mean, think about you sitting down and watching something. Yeah. There are times where you're sitting as an audience member and you ever catch yourself like or catch your face or the way that you're postured while you're watching something just even think about like a movie you have a moment where you kind of like sit up and you rearrange yourself and you're like what am why is i sitting like that or or why am i looking like this i it's funny you mentioned the teacher thing ruben because that's me in class all the time i'll be leaning on my arm <laughs> looking so bored but i'm finding the lecture like beyond interesting yeah it's just like i'm just lazy yes. i'm a lazy audience member your brain's okay? just totally turning like your your physical brain is like just turning off even though you're like listening and thinking about it right like, right yeah, 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 yeah. it's like as an audience member it's not it's not really their fault but like it's it's very difficult to tell oh 100% and and that's the thing is like a lot of like a lot of comedians get up and do one liners. They're just boom, boom, boom. So you can get that 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 laugh a minute yeah. or whatever. For me it's a little harder because I am telling a big story. And you have to have that setup. Yeah, yeah. yeah the setup is huge. And, and and like my setup with the Illuminati bit is just so much setup and, and I'm talking about this, you know, cordons and back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And the final end of the joke is like him saying, This is not a joke. And me saying, I know, Scott but it is a solid five minutes of material and that's it. And then saying, thank you guys. Have a good night. And like, I remember the first time I ever did that bit and I wrote that ending out and I was like, there it is. There's the ending. Uh, and I wrote it out and I got up and I did it. I just remember hearing one person in the back just go, wow. And I was like, that's the person that I was performing to. Yeah. The person that's paying attention the entire time and going and going and going and then going, Wow, dude! I thought this story was gonna take a much different turn. This whole uh, first bomb. For some reason, I thought you were gonna say, "And the guy in the front row looking at me was the guy I was messaging, and I was in an <laughs> Illuminati like <laughs> cabinet or something like that." No, you know what's funny is is especially with my stories, how I know that I do a good job is if the comedian right after me references my bits. Dang, has that like, happened? It happens all the time, in a good way. Like uh, like I did this bit about uh, going to the doctor. And the x-ray technician reading my x-rays wrong and getting, like, frustrated. She was like, oh, no. But she said that and didn't think that I could hear her. <laughs> so I see an adult woman looking at my x-rays going, oh, no. And I'm like, I'm terminal. <laughs> like, like I, it's in my brain that I'm dying. So I tell this whole bit about how I think that I'm dying and I have cancer and blah, 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 blah. And then, it, you know, I end the bit. And then this next guy gets up and he goes, so I was working my x-ray technician job and uh, accidentally <laughs> Made a guy think that he had terminal cancer. <laughs> Crush. I mean, that, yeah, that little yeah, joke of good, just, there's a couple ones where I've just, you know, somebody has just referenced my story. Uh, the guy after me, the first time I did the Illuminati bit and it crushed, he goes, so I've been Instagramming, Instagram <laughs> DMing this guy about joining the Illuminati. He's uh, not into it. <laughs> and it's just, it's funny. It's cl like, I love when, I mean, callbacks are such a good thing in comedy. And if you can call back to a joke that's not even yours. Yeah, that's that's the, good stuff. And that's the audience stuff. is like already in it. Like you couldn't do that if you were like four people down. You know what I mean? If there's like this huge buffer, like if you, the next 
person has to do it. Yeah, yeah. Like you got to be on top of it. Exactly. Yeah, that's tough. You know, something about watching comedy, stand-up comedy, is is really tough for me. I and I know I was telling you about this yeah. earlier. I was watching some of those Netflix specials, and I just feel like a critic when I sit there. That's fair. And and watch comedy, and I just don't laugh that much. I don't know what it is, and so I have tremendous ex- uh, respect for you, Ruben. Seriously. Well, and and I think that it, it's everybody. Everybody's different, you know. Everybody. Comedy is such a weird thing because everybody likes different types of comedy and different types of comedians, and so it just kind of depends what you're into. Like, I'm a <laughs> <laughs> why'd you have to do that? As I was doing slapstick. <laughs> yeah, you were doing. That's what it's called. Um, so I like for me, I obviously I'm a storyteller. I like storytelling comedians. Like one of my favorite comedians, Mike Birbiglia. Love Birbiglia. Uh, but like a lot of the comedians that I interact with, that I kind of like find myself drawn to are the older guys that are like the one-liners. Yeah. That just get up there and do a couple one-liners and that's their their whole shtick. I love that. Like it like I think I pointed out to my girlfriend we were at this last open mic is that the circle that we're standing in is me, her and then this like 40-year-old guy and this 50-year-old guy. And I love their stuff. Yeah. I love I love it. It's funny. It, it's like to me that is more that classic comedy that I enjoy. Um but like cuz I don't I think storytelling is hard. Yeah. There are a lot of people that like from I mean for, for me it's easy because it's just get up there and just do exactly what I would do normally but now I'm on a stage like and punch it up because uh, I mean I like to tell stories in general I, that, I talk a lot obviously but um, yeah. what yeah <laughs> I know <laughs> someone's gonna be like the, like the top comment on this episode is gonna be like yeah that was weird that Cameron and Isaac aren't in this episode <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing we don't get comments it's finally a break. <laughs> Yeah. Good Lord, I can't stand the sound <laughs> of Cameron's voice. Me neither. Just one star. You're gonna get one. One. Do you guys have iTunes reviews? Have you ever gone through your iTunes reviews? Yeah, we do. Jules, uh, Jules, uh, put an iTunes review in. Yeah, my my lady friend. She um, she commented and said that Ginger has a hot voice. A nice. La- a lady friend of the show. A lady friend of the show. She she's on episode ten. Yeah. If you want to hear yeah. what she's up to. I don't think you can say lady friend of the show. That seems. I don't know. That doesn't seem right. She's not, my girlfriend. Yeah, no, I know she's your girlfriend. She's not the show's girlfriend. Don't no, talk she, to her. She's. A, <laughs> <laughs> she's no. She. I said she's a lady friend of the show. We have plenty of lady listeners. Shout out to you, woman. Do we? <laughs> we do. Yeah, we do. How many women? How many women listeners? I don't have do the exact have? number. Okay. Um. Are you just guessing? No, I know for a fact. I know for our show, one of our top reviews that everybody sees is my brother. And he says, it's a good show. Uh, uh, the moms does classic mom stuff that makes me laugh. Uh, and the kid sounds like a goblin. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I've literally, like, I've guessed it on things. Like, I've guessed it on, like, Twitch streams or whatever. And, like, people just pull up. They're like, hey, so uh, I was reading through your iTunes reviews. And I'm like, I know where this is going. And there's like, goblin, huh? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it's my brother. You know, I was thinking more like uh, Templeton. Templeton the rat. <laughs> more Templeton. <laughs> Templeton. <laughs> Good episode. Didn't like the rat talking for most of it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Don't know where Cameron and Isaac went. They just put that rat in front of a microphone. He just went off. <laughs> Jules and I have this new uh, saying, like, when you're feeling, like, congested or gassy, we say it's ratatouille in your butt. <laughs> Because he's cooking up something, and I don't know why I wanted to share that. You know his name is Remy, right? <laughs> his name is not Ratatouille. 
<laughs> it's what? not the titular rat. <laughs> you just blew my mind. Are you serious? <laughs> I've been making that joke for like four months now, and we never is caught the ourselves. Dish. Ratatouille is I know. the dish he makes. I know. <laughs> but he's a rat. Yeah, he's a rat. Yeah. Yeah, that's why the name is good. I just, I thought that movie was boring. Oh, come on. Ruben, come on. I didn't like Ratatouille. Ratatouille is, everyone could cook. That movie sucks. Like, oh, come like it's on, probably one of my least Come on. What's the best Pixar movie? Go. Up. Up. Yeah. No. Uh, Incorrect. Uh, Isaac, what's the best Pixar? Are you going to say Cars? Because you know, if you say Cars, <laughs> I'm going to punch you. I know there's been a lot of uh, hype around this movie franchise recently, but I really do think that the first Incredibles stands. It's very good. It stands very really good. well. I'm going to say Bugs Life. Shut up. No way. Are you joking? Bugs Life is the best Pixar movie. Well, I was an Ants guy, okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my gosh, I remember Ants. That it was the movie where uh where the guy's head gets cut off and then he like he like picks it up. Remember the other the older the older ant, his head gets cut off when the when they're fighting with the roly polies. <laughs> Dude, what are you talking about? I don't about? remember this at this all. This is Ants. This is Ants. It's Woody Allen, and I believe it's Sylvester Stallone. Really? Ants? Yeah. Woody Ants Allen bothers me. Bugs Life bothers me. Bugs Life is so uh, good. What's the one about the it's kid fun. shrinking and living with the ants? Ant Bully. No, Ant that's... Bully bothers oh, me. Oh, And there's another one. I, I where thought they you were thinking really, of really, Honey, really I Shrunk a Kid. And it's like life Yeah, Honey, I Shrunk the Audience. No, there's one where they dance <laughs> on, honey, the, I blew up on the, the Bee Gees. <laughs> there's one... Honey, I blew up the that's yeah, that's that's a real movie. There's no, one where they is is Ant Bully the one where they dance on the Bee Gees record? I don't know, but hold on. <laughs> it's Honey, I blew up. I don't think it's Honey, I blew up the baby. It's Honey, I blew up the child. Which no, it's Honey, I blew up the baby. <laughs> what sort of sick people made that movie? No, I swear that's what it's called. It's not Rick Moranis putting a baby in a microwave. <laughs> no, no, no. He becomes like like Ghostbusters yeah, it, size. Yeah, like the yeah, end, of, the Marshmallow Man in the end of yeah, Ghostbusters. It's Honey, I, Honey, I blew up the. It's not Honey, I blew up the baby. <laughs> Disney would never. They would never be like. It's definitely Honey, I blew up the baby. Did you see? It? Did you find it? Did you no, find it? I think it? he's looking it up. It's Honey, Honey, I. Blew up the kid, honey. I blew up the kid. No, no, it's honey. I sh- that's honey. I shrunk the kids. But it's not honey. I blew up the baby. Could you? Oh, imagine? it's honey. I blew up the kid. You're right. You're, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. right. You're right. Yeah, because there's not like some Disney executive who's like, I got an idea. I ri- I gave this a five out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> on IMDb. Okay, okay, uh, hold on. So we're getting on a tangent on movies, and that's because Ruben, your podcast, Kid Tested Mother Proof, is a movie podcast. It's a movie podcast. I don't know yeah. if you said that already. I did say that. That's okay. Fine. I know it's what's interesting Do you about ever name it, drop your podcast on stage like a crossover. It's like uh, I did it once and it just it wasn't funny. Mm. What's really cool is there's one host of an open mic I do. I, do, I open mic I does of an open mic I do, uh, and she's she's great. I love her. her Name's PX, but she uh, anytime she introduces me on stage, she says the host of Kid Tested Mother Approved, and it's always like yeah, oh, you didn't nice, have to do nice. that. Like she's the host of the podcast. Like she makes sure people know what it is. Uh, I, we've gotten a couple listens through it, which is cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, so you were saying movies. Yeah, movies. It's I've never heard a movie review podcast like yours. Yeah. It's very weird. I'll take that. <laughs> it's very weird because it involves a parental unit. Yeah. And I'm not sure how I feel about it. So do you want to know like the history of how that show started? Tell us. Uh, that show, like the original inception of that show, geez, probably five, six years ago. 
It originally started as a YouTube series that never went anywhere. Uh, what we were going to do was going to do a Let's Play channel because the Let's Plays were huge. At, I mean, they still are, yeah, yeah. but they were huger at the time. Um, I feel like they're kind of going downhill now, but like, you know, you have your mainstays that stay there, but a lot of the big ones that used to do Let's Plays don't even do them anymore. Um, so that was the original intent was it was going to be a Let's Play channel. So me, me and my mom playing games uh, and I was going to have to explain games to her and that kind of stuff where it's, it's funny. Play GTA? It, yeah. But so that's the thing is play things like that Yeah. yeah. where my mom is going to like my mom growing up, our rule for video games was you can get whatever video game you want. I don't care. Get whatever you want, but I'm going to watch you play it. <laughs> and if I don't like it, we're going back to the store right now. So with that mentality depended on the games we picked. So me and my brother, yeah, we would still get GTA, but my mom would too be like, you know, this is not real, right? Like you, you understand the difference between real life and this, right? And we would have real conversations with us. And we're like, yeah, this is made up town where I can run over a prostitute with a chainsaw and, and <laughs> the, the polygons just explode. And then, you know, it doesn't mean, cause this is, do you guys know what PlayStation one is? Yeah. <laughs> yeah of course. PlayStation one. Yeah. You, Haven't you listened to our show? Yeah. I'm just I'm kidding. Cause I'm a thousand. I'm probably, am I the oldest guest? Probably. Yeah, definitely. So far, yeah. We've only had one other guest. No, well, technically, Jules, 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 technically, Oh, we had Jules. Jules. Yeah, we had yeah. Jules. And she's way younger She's than younger us. than me, yeah. Man, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to see your reaction to that. I don't what know. were the gross things you did to me in high school? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, it's a good episode, Isaac. It was weird how you kept asking that guy what kind of gross things he did to you in high school. Um Isaac, that was a great episode. That guy keeps referring to himself in the third person through it. That guy's a weirdo. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for having me on. Bye. Um, But so, no. So, I mean, so the show kind of like, and it was always through that. And it was always like, I always wanted to do something with my mom because this is going to sound really bad. I knew I could capitalize off my mom. Sure. I knew that my mom was different. My mom was, my mom is like, we've had people say she's like Mr. Rogers. Like, she's this very, like, everyone is special, you're special, everyone matters kind of person. And I was like, well, how can I use that and, like, make it a fun, enjoyable thing for people? How can I show the world my mom? Like, because I know that people are going to want to hear this and people are going to enjoy it. And so that was the the first episode went up, what, almost a year and a half ago now? Probably more than that. And it did pretty good. We were kind of surprised. It got about 100 listens the first week, and we said well, I think we should keep doing this. So it kept going and it kept going. And then we started to get like referenced on other shows and, and that kind of stuff. And I would do guest spots on other places like Twitch streams or whatever. And it started to kind of like get us more and more listens. And so I think for me, it's just kind of this cool experience to see how it, how it just keeps growing. Like people like there's really, like you're saying, there's really nothing like it. There's lots of movie shows, but like, and at the beginning, like I think our second episode is, it's our second or third episode where it's about athletes in movies. And, like, my mom watched, uh, I think I made her watch Kazam starring Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> no. And she made me watch Surf's Up 2 starring John Cena. Oh, Surf's gosh. Up 2? They yeah. I'm a big second fan one? of the first one. Why? Uh, that movie's bad. Oh, the Don't second, talk to dude, me. Dude, the second one's even worse. Oh, I awesome. imagine. The first one is awesome. What the second one has John Cena at playing John Cena, but he's not John Cena, but he's John Cena. Oh, I got you. And he's a he's a uh, surfing penguin. <laughs> uh, 
him and a bunch of other wrestlers are playing surfing penguins that are not wrestlers, but they make like weird references to their wrestling careers throughout the movie. Oh. <laughs> um, what if you just didn't know any of the wrestlers? I mean, I think that like the that's w- for the parents. Yeah, the WWE uh, like picked up the licensing on the Surfs Up franchise and what? like made the yeah because WWE makes their own movies. Did you know that? I didn't know that no, actually. Yeah, the WWE makes movies. Um, there's a lot of like usually when a movie features a, a wrestler, obviously still real to me. <laughs> okay, you know what? <laughs> like, like we can get on this tangent if you want, but like, to, I'm actually a huge. I was a huge professor, professional wrestling fan. Yeah, but like the 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 golden era, right? Like yeah, like yeah. like Macho uh, Man, oh, man Hulk yeah. Hogan. I, I love that like, stuff. I mean, I was too young for it, but but yeah. I I still I I get if you want to see nostalgic about it. How dare you? <laughs> if you want to see one of the the most interesting things ever, look up. And this is funny because I saw this live as a kid. 1996 Royal Rumble. Uh, with, if you don't know what the Royal Rumble is, is it's 30, 30 entrants all coming in a minute and a half. I think it's a minute and a half or 90 seconds. Every 90 seconds, someone else comes into the yeah. ring. Last person in the ring wins. So it's like That you sounds th- awesome. You throw the other guys over the ring. There was this one wrestler who's still alive, great guy. His name is Mick Foley. But he had three separate characters. He had Mankind, who was like this weird kind of like he had a mask. And he, he was just a weird, like his whole thing was he was kind of like, not Hannibal where he was scary, but he was just a weirdo. Yeah, like he had yeah. a mask and why does he have a mask and why does he have like a button up shirt? Like he's just kind of weird and he would like scream to nothing. <laughs> like he would just like his entrance into the arena was like him screaming at nothing. Like and like talking to himself. Like his whole thing was like he was crazy. Right, right. And then he had Dude Love who was like a hippie. And then he had Cactus Jack, who was like from, uh, you know, Texas or New Mexico, and would come in with like a two by four and like have his ripped shirt and like his whole shtick was that he was, you know, he was backwoods or whatever, or like yeah, southern. Yeah, yeah. So 1996 or 1999 Royal Rumble. It was in San Jose, California. I was there. I believe the order was, Dude Love went in, and then Dude Love got out, and then a couple people came in. Then Cactus Jack came in, <laughs> then Cactus Jack came out, and then Mankind went in. And then Mankind came out. But this dude went in three separate times. And it's not like, here's the thing. Wrestling is not fake. Wrestling is scripted. Yeah. yeah. You can't fake a lot of these things, especially that Mick Foley did. Like, this dude jumped off of things. This dude went through things. Like, you can't, you can do as much as you can to fake that. But it's a live audience. Yeah. I mean, it's like an athletic show. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a glorified stunt show. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's yeah. whenever I explain it to people. People are like, it's not real. Like, oh, wait, well, and it's re- like, it's dangerous too. Like that one guy, um, what was the guy who, who fell off? The, oh, who died? Yeah, who died. Owen Hart. Yeah, Owen Hart. Yeah. A lot of people have died through yeah. it. And, and, and if you really want a really interesting deep dive, just look into the WWE. Because originally they were trying to say it was a, a real sport. Like it was sporting. But then Vince McMahon realized that if they classified it as an actual sport, that they would have to get drug tested. And so <laughs> he didn't want them to get drug tested because they were all on all sorts of steroids. Yeah, yeah, did you, yeah. Have you seen the one uh, of, uh, of Hulk Hogan where he's like, he's like, like really on cocaine and he's like, he's like, he's like talking about airplanes and stuff. He's like, he's like, oh, and the, and the, and the plane, it's coming down. It's Have like, you seen the Macho serious... Man, the Macho Man Randy Savage with the cream of the crop video? no. Oh my gosh, Macho Man Randy Savage. Uh, if you don't know, if you've ever seen the original Spider-Man movie with Tobey Maguire, yeah. oh yeah, Bonesaw is ready. <laughs> that's Macho yeah, Man. Yeah, that's Macho Man. So he was. I with- actually never knew that. Yeah, I'm just too focused on Bruce Campbell. My eyes are just like oh. Bruce. I met Bruce Campbell. Great guy. I love him. Really nice guy. He's so cool. Um, so Macho Man has this whole like intro bit. Like he's like, 
like Mean Gene Okerlund is like an announcer. Is like, what do you think of this Macho Man? And Macho Man's like, I'm the cream of the crop, Mean Gene. And he holds up a coffee creamer. He's like, the cream. But then he just keeps pulling these coffee creamers out of nowhere. He's like, the cream of the crop. It's one of the funniest things ever. Because like, oh, I love it. It's kind of like this thing of like, does this guy like like, he's not he's not taking it seriously. But can he play it like he's taking it super seriously? Yeah. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I know nothing about the WWE. The WWE is a really cool, it's a really cool deep dive. You're making me want to check it out. It's, it's a really there's some fun stuff. I there's wish there was a, do- there's, there's got to be like a good documentary oh, the, in the I'm works. Sure there there's there's I'm sure plenty. There there's a lot of books. Um, what's really cool, uh, Mick Foley, uh, the guy who, you know, did the Royal Rumble three separate times in one night. Uh, he wrote a book. So the WWE has like ghost writers and all that stuff for like yeah. when they want to pump a, an athlete and say, okay, look, ooh, they wrote a book. Ooh, they do this. Mick Foley hand wrote his entire autobiography and like handed it in and was like, here you go. <laughs> and Vince McMahon was like, we have ghost writers. Like, you don't have to do this. And he was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but he like, so his is like one of the most real and raw because yeah, yeah. he wrote it and they yeah, all they yeah. told him was we want to do an autobiography and he went, Okay, and wrote it like handwritten the That's entire crazy. thing. That's so funny. Yeah, I don't remember what we were talking about. Do you, do you remember we the were Paul ta- Bearer? Loved Paul Bearer. Yeah, Paul Bearer and Undertaker. <laughs> oh, Paul Bearer was one of my favorite. Like Paul Bearer was so one of, funny. Oh, he's so dead, but he's so funny. Like he's one of those characters that you're just like, yeah, I guess we'll have a guy named Paul Bearer, and he just helps <laughs> the Undertaker like, out. Yeah, who's he's got like little, who, who makes funny grave puns. <laughs> yeah, he's this little dumpy man that like. Like the Undertaker, terrifying. Yeah. His sidekick, the opposite of terrifying. <laughs> It'd be like if the Grim Reaper came to you at night and was like, "Your time to die," and then like next to him was like a little cartoon rabbit that was like, "I can't wait to go." <laughs> well, well, okay, but when you when you think about it, when you think about it though, that's uh, that's like every Disney villain, right? Yeah. They've they've got the scary villain, and then they've got this the funny side villains. Yeah. Like if you think that, um, yeah. if you think uh, like like Hercules, he's got the two the two de- Jafar. Demons. Jafar, he's got his parrot. Um, the what's the Anastasia? That's not Disney. I know it's not Disney, but same same rule applies. Yeah, Anastasia, it's got Rasputin, Rasputin, and, and then, then the Bartok. Bartok is my favorite. I love Bartok. Guys, <laughs> I watched this really great documentary on why Treasure Planet is awesome, and it blew my. Oh, mind. was it the Bread Sword video? I think so. Yeah, Treasure Planet's really good. It it's was. Good I gotta go back and watch that movie now because it was on Netflix. I don't know if it's. Oh shoot! It's I gotta. Not, I gotta watch it. It's not. Yeah, they took it off. We were talking about movies. Yeah, because I love movies. because your show is all about movies. Now, I just want to give you a compliment, really fast. Okay, what I like about your show, okay, and and I know we were saying it was different. It's different, obviously, it's different because your mom's on there. But I think we can all relate to our parents, you know, telling us what they think, right? Mm-hmm. When when your mom talks on the show, it kind of brings back a touch of that nostalgia. Right when you watch something, or when your parents intercede with their wisdom, yeah, or maybe some people don't take it as wisdom, but like, there's a lot of entertainment value that isn't usually capitalized in because when you listen to these reviews, even when Cameron and I review stuff, there's like a level of pretentiousness. Okay, <laughs> in reality, people go see these movies with their friends and family, right? Mm-hmm. And I think there's an there's an untapped audience who goes to see movies with their family, and then. There's like the repercussions of choosing certain certain movies. When I was a kid, I used to for I used to be like, "Mom, Dad, like we gotta go watch this movie or we gotta go see this thing." And I remember we would go and see these movies, 
and my parents afterwards would start questioning my morals afterwards. They're like, <laughs> why, why did you take us to see this movie? You know, we're not sure about this one, Isaac. And, and I would have to talk to them about that. But those conversations that I had as a kid with my parents, and even to this day, if we go watch something, my parents still are strangely judgy about certain, <laughs> certain things. Uh, like your conversation with your mom is a natural fun version of that. Yeah, and that's what I think is is I think that it's very nice that like I I do I appreciate that and I thank you for that because like my biggest worry is that like I know my mom will not come off as pretentious. Yeah. My concern is that I will. <laughs> and like because like cuz I'm young and, and and I'm just like, well, actually this is and there have been times where people are like, no, I love this because it's not film school blah blah blah. It's just two people who enjoy movies just being and not brutally honest because we're not like just making fun of things. But if we don't like something, we're not going to hide it. And then that's the thing. People are like, oh, do you think you could get monetized? Do you think you could get this? And I go, I never want us to get um, a sponsor that's anything movie related mm, yeah. because I never want it to be, oh, we can't say this. We have to be positive about this or negative about that because that the whole show is that my mom likes something or doesn't or I like something and I don't. Uh, but like my favorite episodes are the ones where I've shown my mom a movie she's never seen before and she loves it. Yeah. Like we did my birthday episode a couple weeks back where I got to pick both movies because we had a, her birthday episode where she picked both movies. Um, for my birthday episode, we watched Baby Driver and The Dark Knight. Hmm. And she had never seen either. Dang. And the That's whole episode night. is her just being like, what? Like this is amazing. Like she wanted to get more into Edgar Wright. She wanted to get more into Christopher yeah, Nolan. Yeah. She like – she was super interested in this because, yeah, she she's like, I've seen parts of, of Batman Begins, but I've never seen anything else. I'm like, Dark Knight's one of the best superhero movies of all time. And and Baby Driver is one of the tightest movies I've ever seen. It's so on the mark. It, it doesn't skip a beat. And so now, yeah, now she wants to see more Edgar Wright. She wants to see Shaun of the Dead. She wants to see Hot Fuzz. I really like Hot Fuzz. Love, love Hot Fuzz. It's funny that people like Hot Fuzz more than Shaun of the Dead because I think Shaun of the Dead is 100 times stronger. Really? Yeah. Really? No, yeah, I thought I Hot Fuzz know. was whatever. I thought Hot Fuzz was way funnier. I just I'm a I'm a big horror comedy fan, so like to oh, me, okay. Shaun of the Dead is like the prime. I think for me, what's so funny about Hot Fuzz is like it's such visual comedy. Like they they uh, Edgar Wright does does visual comedy so well. Oh yeah, he, he does it in Shaun of Shaun of the Dead. My too, favorite scene in that in Hot Fuzz is when the guy gets home and he's drunk. And I think you would share this opinion, but he like the guy goes in the bathroom to pee and it's just like a quick shot of like the pee totally missing the toilet. <laughs> so it's just funny. like it's like a sprinkler shot like no, going across. My favorite my favorite shot is when um it's the it's the store manager guy and he they're in his office and there's there's the picture of him in the background and then he and then he smiles exactly the same way as the picture. Yeah, that was that's Yeah, Edgar Wright is like uh, phenomenal. I mean even like look at Baby Driver. Look at the physical comedy that's in yeah. Baby Driver without it being a comedy. Like Baby Driver is is he slow? It's funny. I love that bit. Yeah. That is such a good bit. And like, but like the physical comedy of him, like what I tell people too is like, oh, Baby Driver is my favorite musical. Like when people ask me mm, my favorite yeah. musical, I say Baby Driver because the opening bit where he's dancing to Harlem Shuffle by himself because it's on his iPod and everything in the background is just relating, but not like a musical relating where people are like dancing around to it, but the words are graffitied. The you know there's a guy playing on his guitar that just lines up perfect. There's this it just lines up perfect. There's an ambulance that's in the same key that goes by. Yeah. yeah. There's the when he goes into the coffee shop, and the the doorbell. Yep. Is in yeah. Yeah. And then the guy goes baby, 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 
at the same exact time that the song does it. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. It, it's it, but that's the thing is it's such a tight, yeah, like thing, and that's what I love about it. And so to hear her experience that for the first time, that's what I love too. Is I'm I'm able. I mean, obviously, hopefully, like I'll eventually be able to experience showing movies like this to my kids. I mean, like, because, like, I will never get to experience watching The Dark Knight for the first time. Mm. But, like, when we did these epi- this episode, I was like, Mom, like, normally we watch the movies separately just because schedule's permitting or whatever. But I was like, I need to watch both of these with you. And I watched her more than I watched the movie. Mm, yeah. There's something amazing about that. Because yeah. with uh, Jules, we'll sit down and watch movies. And I have, I'm very opinionated about movies. Mm-hmm. It's very rare where we find a movie where she's like, oh, my gosh, Isaac, you need to watch this. I will say... She's blown me away a couple of times. That's been cool because I'm usually like, I don't trust your movie, your movie <laughs> choice. I'm sorry if you're listening to this, babe. It's just, the, it's just the truth. She made me watch some like time travel movie about dating that was pretty good. Was it Time Traveler's Wife? No. Was it about time? Yeah. Was it? Was about it, time's great. Oh, about about time, time was pretty good. Yeah. Is that on Netflix? It? I don't know. We watched it a while ago. It was like a year That's ago. That's a good one. I was yeah. going to say La Jetée, the 1964 silent movie. Hey, remember is... when I was talking about pretentious people? Sorry, it's not silent. It's actually just still f- picture frames. It's What's the movie. resolution? Oh. 1080p. <laughs> it, it doesn't have a resolution. It was film. said so 1080p. Squawk! <laughs> what? <laughs> so, I don't even remember what I was talking about at this You were point. talking about uh, being blown away by movies. Yeah, no, but I'm totally there with you because I get to show Juliana when we watch The Dark Knight for the first time, specifically Mm -hmm. Mm. the scene, and I know you love this, Cameron, because you're a total nerd for this movie. (laughs) The the opening bank heist, the part, the part that there's like a shot where he's holding the mask at the, at the stoplight and like you start to hear like the buzz of that violin and it's like a slow like build. I just look over at Juliana and she's easily scared by like guns and whatnot. I don't know what it is about her. <laughs> yeah. But like she she's just like instantly bought in. Instantly bought in. And I was like, this is awesome. I was I was just so excited for yeah. her to sit I, down and watch I wa- that. Yeah, I watched that opening scene with my mom and I was literally watching her the whole time. Cause cause she's piecing it together. She's like, private number. And like she like she's piecing it together and then when he finally takes the mask off to watch her reaction, she's just like what and I'm like yes like to I mean this movie came out 10 years ago yeah but to to be able to see somebody experience that for the first time 10 years later is such like an amazing thing to be like yeah I remember that see okay so you you were talking about you 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 can't wait to to show your kids some of these yeah. movies I want to get your opinion on something because I'm I'm curious so so when I so I growing up watched Star Wars, yeah, all all of them, 100%. but but mainly the original trilogy, mm-hmm. like constantly. We would go over to my grandma's house and and we would watch. We would, that that was like every week. Yeah. That's what I did too. Yeah. Um and and so there was never any shock value in the like the story of it, right? right it right. was always I always had like the scenes. They were always in my brain because I watched them since I was like cognizant, you know. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. so like the, I always. It, they're almost my first memories, <laughs> like watching Star Wars. I, I can fully understand that. I, I yeah, I cannot, I can't for the life of me remember the first time that I exactly, was shown Star exactly. Wars. Exactly. Yeah. And so, like my my my, what I'm curious about is, I don't know. Say hypothetically, I had a kid, right? Sure. Would I show them Star Wars like off the bat? Would I would would that be something that that like I introduce to them, or would I wait a little while? 
till they're like a little bit more able to comprehend things mm-hmm. and and be able to watch them like put the pieces together and be like oh wow well these are really important powerful story moments you know well i I think here's the thing though right is there was a first time that you saw it whether you remember it or not but i think and i think that like obviously you saw it like even if you were shown it when you were not cognizant you saw it for the first time cognizant and you had that experience and i think but because you've seen it so many times like for me 100 percent that gets thrown in there like 100 percent, my kids are gonna watch that because like it's this is gonna sound weird. It's one of the safest movies ever. Also, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because true. the violence isn't real. The, if, if there is violence, it's very minimal. Yeah, uh, uh, bloody arm, new hope. Come on, <laughs> that's in the it's in the real. You'll release. be dead. <laughs> <laughs> Remember seeing him in uh, Rogue One, butt chin. Oh, I was so Ponda Bob. I made a Ponda Bob reference earlier. <laughs> I was <laughs> so happy when they showed up in Rogue One. I was, I, I was so disgusted. I, yeah, Did I you was... like Rogue One? No, <sighs> you're wrong, dude. I love people like you. <laughs> You're so wrong. Lost dude. in the dark zone. No, Rogue One was so much fun because it, it here's the, it, Rogue One succeeded where Solo failed. It was a great movie on its own. It did not rely, the rest of the Star Wars franchise does not rely on it. The rest of the Star Wars franchise exists without it or not. It doesn't set up anything that's like not already talked about. It's fine. Like you can enjoy Star Wars and also enjoy Rogue One and like enjoying rogue one doesn't like ruin anything else in star wars the, the way that i always put it was in in the you know in in your history book yeah you sure. have you have those little boxes that tell you a nice little side story yeah that's, that's not like relevant to the chapter so you never read mm-hmm. it but but it's like you know it's there if you I know want exactly what you're talking about um yeah that that's how i feel about rogue one yeah. it's, i will it has say no, it has no plus or minus value for me i will say that rogue one is fine Okay, as a Star Wars nerd, of course I love the ending. Okay, oh, yeah. the ending's awesome. phenomenal. That's All awesome. of the visuals are gorgeous. Yeah, that's true. there's a lot of great aspects to the movie. The fact that I walked out of the theater the first time I saw it and could not remember the name of any of the characters <laughs> pissed me off. Okay, are you and I know. Yeah, I'm serious. I'm serious. I was like, I, I literally cannot even tell you the captain's name, and I've seen it like four times. It's uh okay. So the main girl's Jin or Casper. Casp- Cas- Caspian. There we go. I think that's it. Uh, K2SO is the robot. That's an, that's a good name. Then there's Blindy. Exactly. <laughs> there's Blindy. What about Big Gun Boy? <laughs> yeah, there's Blindy's Blindy friend. Blindy and Big Gun Boy. Big Gun Boy. Then there was Token Token Mexican guy. No, that's the captain. That's the captain. <laughs> then there was, uh, what's his name? Forrest Whitaker, who is Saw Gerrera. That's his real name. Then there was that mm. that pilot. the bugla, <laughs> <laughs> the yes. deception. <laughs> Here's the thing, okay. This is gonna. This might turn into a Rogue One rant. That's right? fine. But Rogue One is fine. But here's a fun fact. Do you know how how much or how large an item of food has to be to choke you? <laughs> no. Apparently, someone told me this. I don't even know if it's true. I don't know true. where this is going, but it's the pack. It's it's the size of a pack of cigarettes. Is how large the food has to be to make you choke. I mean, okay? I I feel like that's incorrect. I feel like the actual size of the thing has to do to choke you is the size of your throat. <laughs> no, but like I guess your throat has some malleability or something like yeah. that. Okay. So wait, aren't the aren't like the two main foods that kids choke on are like hot dogs and grapes? I didn't say kids. <laughs> I didn't okay, say kids. Okay. okay? <laughs> I didn't say kids. Here's what I wanted to say, though. 
That's why my mom always cut them in half. <laughs> Grapes. <laughs> no, that's that's not true. <laughs> Take half of a cigarette pack, okay? Okay. Not necessarily comfortable, but Rogue One felt like it opened my mouth <laughs> and shoved food half the size of a cigarette pack down my throat. But that isn't food. It's references, okay? Butchin showing up, all right? Mr. Butchin. Them throwing one of those stupid Star Wars references every three seconds. C-3PO and R2-D2 looking out the window being like, oh, oh. <laughs> Grand Moff Tarkin, I'm back, boys, I'm back. The only part that actually made me excited was the Vader scene. But even that I, dope. that, I felt guilty afterwards. I was like, I feel like I just... I just enjoyed myself too much right there. Like it, it's just not right, you know. Like you, it was because you were in the in the theaters. You didn't. It was like that scene was so cool, but then the rest of the re- like the references, I was like, oh, Josh. But I but I think that that I think that that movie does. Here's why I like Rogue One, is because Rogue One is not a Star Wars movie made by George Lucas to get more money. Uh, Rogue One is not a. It doesn't feel. Like a Star Wars movie made by Disney to get more money. Like, even though it technically is. It is. Um, Rogue One felt like a Star Wars movie that was made by fans and had legitimate heart to it. Because it, it matched the era that it's supposed to be. It didn't feel like when they added all that CGI to episode 4, 5, and 6. Like, it, it felt it felt like it, it instantly bled right into to 4, and that's what was good. I couldn't agree with you more, actually. Yeah. It felt like a fan filmed movie <laughs> and but, to me that was almost a negative i, I, I can understand that's that. that that was probably my biggest thing i'm like these are fans who love star wars so much and now they're geeking out beyond compare like nothing else i've ever seen they're just throwing a bunch of references at me you know bun-haired yeah. leia i was just like let's just tone it back just tone it back just a little bit i don't need every single iconic character back for the story i would have preferred less of it well, what do you, you know? what do you think of seven, eight, seven and eight so far? Do you like that all those characters are coming back? And I like seven. Yeah, you didn't like eight. Eight was uh, I, I got was, problems. I thought it was fun. I like I like Luke and eight. I'll give you that. Like I'll, yeah. I like Luke and eight, but like, gosh, I wish eight could be so good. Could be so it's good. So close. It's yeah, it's right on the cusp. See, and I I enjoyed it. I think that all these people freaking out over it are like ridiculous. Like people, like, it's, it's not terrible. It's not no. terrible. Yeah. Remake eight. It's like shut up. Like yeah, you dumb it's idiots. Whatever. It's whatever. It, it's fine. It's not the prequels. It's not solo. Cameron's <laughs> just he has that. Is it Canto bite? He has that Canto bite scene like, just blown. You didn't like Canto bite? Oh, it's terrible. It's terrible. Well, you know the whole thing with it's, it's not the yeah, prequels. it's wing. It's a it's wings reference. Prequels. I understand. It's not the prequels. No, but you know the whole thing with it's DJ, right? Who he was originally written as? Who? It's not DJ. That he get out of here. Too. <laughs> <laughs> the the guy who like ends up turning on. Uh, yeah. F- you know who that was written for? No. Sicario. Yeah, Sicario. <laughs> Benicio del Toro. That was written for. Uh, Billy D. Williams. That was originally written as Lando. Oh, really? And then they changed it. Oh, but it should have. I mean, it would have been better if it was. But he's gonna be a nine now, so I'm like. Oh wait. They had to move wait. another elderly figure <laughs> to another movie because they keep kicking the bucket. <laughs> they don't keep. But, only one of them died. But it just it just made no sense. It just didn't make sense. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Well, I just my, my biggest problem was the editing actually, which really? is pretentious, but yeah. like. There's a scene where leg gets blown out into space. Then there's like <sighs> 20 minutes, 20 minutes. You totally forget. You're like, well, she's dead. You know, I'm like, I, 
that feels like I remember it was that long. I remember I thinking was I was long. I was like, that's a disrespectful way to treat her character. That's <laughs> and I was like, oh well, we'll probably get back to it somehow. But I was like, I guess that's goodbye. Like that felt really yeah. weird. And then like, you know, okay, we'll say ten minutes later. Ten minutes later, after you forget, suddenly her fingers like zoomed in on, and she's like, back into the spaceship. I it was that like was a really much right away, wasn't no. it? No, yeah, I could have sworn it was right away. No, yeah. it's not. You watch. Know. I've watched it a few times. It's not. You guys think uh, Kylo Ren's gonna become a good guy? Who cares? <laughs> I really liked Kylo Ren up and. I really, if he becomes a good guy, I will hate the the new trilogy. He I should. Sh- he should die. The movie I think should have ended with Ray grabbing his hand. Yeah. No, that would have been good. We talked about we talked about this yeah. in our one of yeah. well, I don't know one of because I I feel like it doesn't leave as ominous as Empire did and I feel like the second one I mean we talked about this before with with Avengers Infinity War I feel like the peak of your franchise needs to end ominously because if the climax ends all tightly wrapped up then you don't need an ending because then it's well but ended. it's weird because it's it's ominous it's supposed to be ominous right yeah. there's there's um there's everybody's dead in the rebellion right? pretty much yeah but there's no uh, there's no like sadness to it you know there's no. no sadness to the ending everyone's happy at the end yeah, yeah. it's so Leia's weird still alive which is Hard. awkward yeah they, they they're not gonna see gyre but they're gonna use old footage i'm just i feel weird about that it's hard. I mean, it's really rough because what they what they had said from the get go is seven is going to be Han's movie, eight's going to be Luke's movie, and nine's going to be Leia's movie. And now nine can't really be Leia's movie. How much you want to bet? Mark Hamill's going to be in nine. Oh, he's confirmed to be in nine. He's going to be Ghost Boy. Yeah, they've confirmed him. He's already been confirmed to be in nine. I'm cool with Ghost Boy. Yeah. Ghost Boy Luke. I like Grumpy Luke. That was probably my favorite. Part uh, of the you know movie. what we better get. We better get Ghost Obi Wan. Yeah, I I really thought from from day one I was like we're gonna get Ghost Obi Wan. We're gonna get Ghost Obi Wan. It's gonna be Ewan McGregor, but he's gonna like. That'd be weird though. No, no. Wouldn't here's what I mean. Weird. He they're gonna they're gonna CGI him or whatever like they oh, did with I Grand Moff that. Tarkin in Rogue One. But I think that they're gonna make him look like Alec Guinness because he's in he's in uh. What is it? Uh, seven as Obi Wan that when like Ray yeah, doing the flashbacks, he says, he says, says yeah. something Ray. Yeah, but it's Alec Guinness who says Ray, but it's Ewan McGregor who says the the word right before it. So, that, but they blend it together to make the voices kind of match. I really like you, Ewan McGregor as Obi Wan. Yeah, he's great. I think he's fine. I, I hope we say get great. I mean, he's like he's he plays acceptable. It well. He's he plays acceptable it well. for the part. <laughs> I just think of the scene where he jumps down with General Grievous and shrugs. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, he's really like like honestly though, who is the best character from the prequels? Like 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 in your opinion, who's the best character from the prequels? Watto, Emmy, <laughs> Emmy, Jar Jar. Ugh. Jar is literally the reason that you know what happened to him in the the official canon. Yeah, he he's on um, Naboo uh, again. What? No, 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 no. He was um, in that video game, The Force Unleashed. He was he, he was one of the the, the statues. Oh, really? Yeah, he yeah. was. But that's not canon. That's I not, really, uh, canon. I really wanted to see Jar Jar return. No, but do you, do you actually know what happens to him canonically? He goes what, back. I look like a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, this is mostly for Cameron. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to hear. He goes back to Naboo after being discredited from the the 
council for, for giving, being a stupid for being a stupid because he gave Palpatine all the power. He yeah, was the final sense. deciding vote they gave. So oh he my got fired. gosh! So he got fired, sent back to Naboo. He became homeless and nobody wanted to associate with him. So he became a street clown begging for money. And in like one book, people are like walking past him, and he's like, "Please, please laugh at me." And they're like, "No, we hate you." <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my like gosh. originally, supposedly, like before seven eight and all this extra EU stuff, he died on Alderaan when Alderaan blew up, and now it's just like, "No, we're gonna give him a fate worse than death. We're just gonna make." What him- if he comes back with like? A I really, you know, the scene in Episode Seven where they start blowing up all the weird Coruscant planets and whatnot. I thought that was like a big fu to the prequels. Because it kind of looked like Coruscant, and I was like, bye-bye, Jar Jar. That's what I was thinking the whole time. <laughs> Naboo, just like, bye, you Oh, do- no. Misa gonna die. I would have... I wouldn't have hated if, like, he did show up again, but as, like, a sad, like, old man, where he was just like, oh, he used to make you laugh. And then he just, like... He just, no, 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 no. What Kylo if he was Ren- just, like, a bitter... Just like a really bitter, like, and then fans would become outraged and be like, "That's not Jar Jar. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the character of Jar Jar Binks. That was, he was nothing like that in the prequels." Now that that would be cool though if he was like if he actually came back as like this like really bitter. I like, always nobody just stand there me. like smoking a cigarette. <laughs> yeah. Like I always want to see him as this. <laughs> I always want to see him as a first order officer giving one of those <laughs> Nazi speeches. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wisa gonna take over. The planet. <laughs> the planet. The planet. The planet. The planet. The planet. He has to try to have all these different, more of a German accent to be in the first order. Yeah, yeah. So. No, that's oh. true. Well. The, well, okay. Wait, hold on. Oh, Cameron Before does not we... want. We're going to go longer. Okay. Don't worry. All right. All right. Just, you know, if you've made it this far in the episode, first of all, Ruben, thank you so much for thank joining this Thank you. This, thank is, you this is fun. I'm glad that you guys asked me. I mean, that's so what I told Isaac on the car, in the car on the way here is I'm excited not to spend, not just to spend time with you guys because I enjoy being around you guys, but I legitimately do listen to the show. So I'm excited that a show that I listened to was like, hey, come be on the show. So that, that to me is exciting. So thank you guys for inviting me. Yeah, of course. You're going to shout us out to your podcast, right? Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. <laughs> Cameron, he bought us, first of all, Ruben bought us dinner. Yeah, thanks, Ruben. Really of cool. <laughs> uh, because we're broke college kids, and we really appreciated it. I felt bad because I wanted to get him dinner, but it just happened that my bank yeah. account is really low. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, Ruben, give us your social stuff. How can we find your content? Where are you at? Where are your shows? Just throw out some social stuff and, and yeah. your podcast. So my social security number. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's such a stupid bit. Um my socials. Uh, I'm on Instagram as the Cubic Rube, I think. Uh, Twitter, Cubic Rube three. I mean, you want to find me for the show. So KTMA show on Twitter, Facebook, Kid Tested Mother Approved. Uh, we have a Discord, uh, which is fun. We get lots of Discord. Really? We, have a, we have a Discord. Uh, oh my we, gosh. We have Do a the chan- spicy memes come through. <laughs> <laughs> no. What's What's really funny is our Discord is le- like I was explaining Discord to my mom for the first time, like what it is. It's like it, Can you like, explain it to me? Because I still don't really <laughs> understand it. So here, here's legitimately how I explained it to my mom. I go, it's like a house, okay? And each room has a different has a different thing that you talk about in there. And you can go into all the different rooms. She looks at me and she just goes, do you mean like a chat room? And I was like, yeah, mom, I guess. <laughs> I guess. You just explained Discord to someone who's been using it for like four years. <laughs> and I didn't even know that's what it was for. Well, yeah, because there's the main channel, and then you have all the sm- the smaller channels in that. So, like, I knew that there's a robot that plays music in the voice channel, <laughs> <laughs> depending on the on the server. My yeah. friend runs the server. 
We just use it for like party chat, pretty much. Yeah, that, that's what it's supposed to be used for. But but like a bunch of like a bunch of content creators are now using. Yeah, Discord. they have Discord. Well, we have one where we literally have a room in the server that is called the Dawn Chat, and it's just people talking to my mom. Oh, that's well, pretty cool. Yeah, nice. she loves it because it's like we get people from all over the world that join the Discord and just talk to my mom. Um, is that like a Patreon tier? No, we we the only Patreon tiers we really have are like get your own episode at like twenty five bucks or something. I mean, we have smaller ones too, like we'll shout you out and that kind of stuff. But not pay. The Discord's totally free to join, which is cool. I thought about doing like a, oh, I totally hit the mic. I thought about doing a uh, a paid Patreon thing, but like a, nah. it's hard to upkeep. Yeah, and we're not that we're not that exciting yet. I think once we get more and more, we will. But if we get more and more, but I don't think I don't expect us. We we do a uh, we do do a Christmas Patreon exclusive. Last year, my mom mm. read uh, "Night Before Christmas" the oh, poem. That's yeah. so nice. Yeah, it's, it, it and it was funny because it really did kind of boost up our patrons a little bit. Like that's the thing is, if you a dollar and you'll get our special Christmas whatever we do. Um, and so we're, we're going to probably do that again this year, but we should do that. Cameron, a special, we should, we should read the night, (laughs) the night before Christmas. No. And all, we should wrap, uh, (laughs) green eggs and ham. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be called green eggs and slam, dude. Yeah. (laughs) Sponsored by Denny's. (laughs) (laughs) Your ad (laughs) lives. Oh boy. Uh yeah, so I'm on that. Uh, I got Discord. What else we got? I'm trying not to give the the plugs that we specifically give on the show because I'm like, here's our. If you want merchandise, no. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, first first and foremost, folks, check out the show. It's a fun show. I think Ruben is really dedicated dedicated to quality, and I don't know how much longer our post show is gonna go with Ruben. Um, but he's a really great guy. We've known him for a while, and we thought he'd be a great guest. Uh, if you like everything comes from something and what we're doing, we also have socials. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter. Everything is at ECFS podcast, except for Twitter. It's just pod at the end. We also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash everything comes from something. Our Twitter or is, ECFS pod. Our Twitter is ECFS podcast pod. <laughs> I totally butchered the Patreon. Just, just look kidding. for us on Patreon. It's Patreon slash ECFS podcast. And shout out to our executive producer, Darren O'Neill. Thank you for funding the show. You are the best. We hope you like Ruben. If you don't, we'll never bring him back because you Because you're the boss. You're the boss. <laughs> you guys, you're the boss now, man. Did you guys get any new patrons? We have two. And I hope to change that to a whopping number of three. Yeah. Someone oh. that's listening to this. When's the last time you checked your patrons? Not recently. Oh. You might want to check that. Do we have three now? I think you might have three. Oh, wow. oh shoot. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I'll pull that up right now, and we'll shout out our third patron. Oh, you're gonna? Oh, oh no! I thought you were pausing it, but you know, you're 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 pulling no, it up no, on your no, computer. We're going, yeah, yeah. Okay. Is that this is transition? What are you the one? This transitions to our post show. Oh, this hey, is the up? nothing to do with anything. No, nothing about anything. Nothing. We Wait, can't even no. get the name. It's what? nothing to do with anything. Yeah. This yeah. is the post show. This is where we talk about nothing, and we get a little bit laid back. <laughs> you can relax. We were oh. kind of relaxed through the whole show. It well, was like we were well, it was out. weird that you guys told me to not like having my pants on this whole time. <laughs> like the fact that I can finally put my pants on, yeah. is nice. Well, this yeah, is the way we like to do the show. Okay? <laughs> yeah, pantsless. Yeah, no. Pa- <laughs> this is a no pants show. Yeah. Well, you were like, it, it helps. It helps Cameron relax. And I was like, I mean, I guess it does, but he can't even <laughs> see me. <laughs> no, you know. So I was ha- I I was having a conversation, and I made a good. I made a good pun. Ladies and gentlemen, we hit three <laughs> patrons. 
You did it. <laughs> Kid tested, mother approved. Now supports everything Aww, comes from something. How nice, Ruby. How Thanks. Nice. Thanks. Of course. You're so sweet. Um, so buying us dinner and everything. So you know, pretty soon a, we're going to be doing ads for your show <laughs> on our show. <laughs> that was why. <laughs> That's it. It's a business transaction. If I you guys, aren't you an if you guys like the show, feel free to check out our Patreon. We appreciate anything you can throw away. Now the new goal is five. Five Patreons. We're, we're aiming high. So You guys make a lot on Patreon. I'm telling you, that's Darren O'Neill right there. He makes he gets that much? Yeah, yeah he does. Wow. He thinks we do good work. Who's, we have him fooled. Who's, <laughs> who's Darren O'Neill and how do I get him to listen to my show? Well, he's listening well, he's right on, now. He yeah, will listen. He'll yeah. listen. Yeah. He probably thinks you're great. He's a really nice guy. Wow. Thanks, so. Darren. Now, <laughs> Ruben's praying you'll check out his show. No, I mean, we, we, we have a lot of patrons. I love our patrons because what's really cool about our patrons is it's literally all over the world. We I know we have a couple patrons from some European country where they don't speak Slovenia. English. Slovenia. No, I think it's Ubli. Bulgaria. I think it's the Netherlands. Oh. Oh, cool. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. That's awesome. We had some foreign listeners from Australia. Australia might. Just one. That's probably why they stopped. <laughs> Crikey! <laughs> no, we we have a couple. We have a couple of foreign listeners. Yes, that's cool. It's, we appreciate like you guys. Yeah, yeah. I don't Make even it, know how they found it, guys. That's really podcast the is word of mouth. Tell your friends. Yeah, please tell, do. Tell all your friends. We're like, yo, we listen to these annoying Americans. The problem is most of these, most of our listeners are our friends. Yeah. So, <laughs> how's that a problem? No, it's not a problem. It's just like we we have a. It's the circle is closed. Gotcha. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta branch out for sure. You know we're trying, mean? man. We're, yeah, trying. we're trying. I mean, if it's anything, I, I think I got you guys a listener because I was explaining to my girlfriend what I was doing today, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm going to San Francisco to record this podcast with my old students, with my friends." And she's like, "Oh, what's it called? I'll check it out." And I was like, "There you go. Hey, cool. cool. One, one more <laughs> listener. Hey, I was, everyone counts." You know, we were nervous about this political episode. I'm curious to see how it's doing because we're recording the Monday that it came out. We're a little yeah. ahead schedule. It just happened by coincidence that Ruben was free, and we're having a fun night. Somewhere. And I, I was not free any of the other days. <laughs> yeah, we have a packed schedule this week. Yeah. Cameron is busy. I'm busy. I got midterms this week. Yeah. So, but anyways. Well, I was I was going to tell a story. Hit it. Um, I was, you know, the, you know the saying, like, um, like, who wears the pants in the relationship? Yeah. So... So I was like, I was like thinking about it, and I was like, you know, one person shouldn't wear the pants. A relationship should be a pantsless affair. <laughs> You're disgusting. I, I, thought, I thought that was a pretty good dad joke. You are totally wrong, okay? Because you know very well that you and I both wear one leg of the pants in this. Relationship. Yeah, but then we're hobbled. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> why do you think it's hard to get the show off the ground, dude? We're doing that weird walk in those kid relays, you know. But you're tripping all out. You're short. So it's riding up high, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, wait, feel, yeah. wait a minute. In my brain, those relays were with potato sacks. But now you say it was like a pair of pants, and I'm like, why did no one ever use a pair of pants in those? Because it's hard to get your pants. It's hard to, like, if you have pants on, how do right. you put another pair of pants uh, But just on? get, like, like if it's for children, Like sweats? Right? No, just get, like, an extra big pair of pants <laughs> if it's for kids. Like two children could fit in them. <laughs> <laughs> Ruben, do you have experience? I'm starting to remember those gross things you did to us in high school. Yikes. 
<laughs> no, what I mean is like, like I'm a. Did baker. that happen with potato sacks? Was that the thing? Yeah, it's potato sack. I definitely remember potato sacks at the. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? At the, at the youth group? No, but like, so here's my thing: is that the reason I specifically know that those are potato sack races is from the movie Billy Madison. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Have you seen yeah. that movie? No, but at one point there's like this guy and he's racing. Wait a sec, Billy Madison? Yeah. Where it's, it's Adam Sandler has to go back to school. Never mind. Okay. For some reason, I thought you were referring some obscure Sega game about rolling around an egg. Billy Hatcher. Oh, I was like <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> no, no, no. I think it's called Billy Hatcher. It's Billy Hatcher and the Giant Egg. What a weird game. Yeah. Do you Sorry. know that? Wait, do you know that game? Yeah, it's for the Nintendo GameCube. Yep. <laughs> you said Sega Genesis. No, no I said no. a Sega game. It was Sega. Oh, it was Billy, Sega Billy Hatcher is GameCube era. We had yep. that game. I think we got it from Blockbuster. <laughs> oh, you guys remember Blockbuster? My mom you guys remember to, Game Crazy? My mom used to work at a Blockbuster. Really? Yeah. I followed the last Blockbuster on Twitter. So did she? Did she not get like uh, late fees? Uh, no, she got a lot of like just discounted like whatever, and That's she cool. only like worked there like once or twice a week because she just did their inventory. Yeah, yeah. So she only had to go in because she was like a teacher, and so just to make a little bit extra money, she worked at Blockbuster every so often. Uh, it was dope. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Free rental. Yeah, we pretty much got everything free. Those people were cool. I don't remember any of their names. Um, <laughs> yeah, because they're all extinct, like Blockbuster. <laughs> yeah, oh. they're all. They. It was weird that they all. Yeah, then they closed like Blockbuster. Everyone that worked there killed themselves. <laughs> <laughs> do you follow? Do you follow the last Blockbuster? Twitter? No, I. That, I, that's. Funny. I need to get it's more funny. on Twitter. I'm. I like Twitter's a good time. You it, know what's funny is I've gone through my old tweets for like because I don't do like I mean back to I know it's not supposed to be related to the show but I don't do one liners in comedy. Yeah. But I like I've gone through my Twitter and I'm like I could pull that off on stage as like a one liner. Like I have one of my favorite tweets of all time. It's such a stupid tweet. It's apparently there's a difference between organ grinder monkey and monkey organ grinder because <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid. But it's just like, have you guys ever seen an organ grinder monkey? Like like no. in real? Oh, it's awesome. I don't even know what you're talking about, but I'm yeah. picturing some contraption from Saw. <laughs> no, an organ grinder monkey. It's like the. Like the little oh, box yeah, and the yeah. monkey's like, I'm dancing and I hate this. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I got you. Like the monkey's like chained to the floor and it's like, please Not... let me die. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? No, I'm, I'm lost. Okay. The little dancing monkeys and they're that's like the man with like the little... Doo, 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 I mainly doo. use Twitter for news updates. Me too. Yeah, and that, then that's how I do it. I'm, I've also been really fond of now either tweeting out like weird wisdom nuggets which are not usually that good. Or my favorite thing to do recently is actually sub-tweet at, like, artists or creators and just say something positive. Because I'm like, now that I create things, I see how difficult it can be Mm, sometimes. So, like, the other day I tweeted at this guy named Telekinesis, who is just a musician. He hadn't released music for, like, three or four years or something like that. And I listened to one of his songs on Discover Weekly. It blew me away. It literally made me smile when I was walking in, in public. I'm like, this is awesome sound design. I love it. The song's called Sleepin'. It's a great song. And I uh, tweeted at the guy. I was like, hey, like, good job with the with this song. You sound great. Like, keep up the good work. And he uh, actually ended up tweeting me back. And he was like, dude, it really means a lot. Thanks so much. And it's just cool that I'm like, man, the internet's so cool. That's so cool. Yeah, that I could do and, that. and it's like for us, for, for KTMA, we did an episode of Romantic Comedies one episode. And to make it weird to like, I was like, I'm going to try something. I threw a wrench in it. I had my mom watch Mike Birbiglia's My Girlfriend's Boyfriend special. Which is not a movie. Yeah. It's a comedy special. But it's one long story. And the whole story is about him and his wife. 
but you don't realize it's his wife till the very end. But it's this whole Spoilers. romantic, well, yeah. But it's this whole romantic story about like him and his wife, and how he thinks it's gonna work, but he doesn't think it's gonna work, and he's not the kind of guy to get married. But is he the kind of guy to get married? It's this very big long story. My mom loved it. She was like, "That was really cool that it was this giant story." And you didn't need to see all these other people because in your head you saw them all. You visualized it as he's saying it and explaining because he's very good at stage presence of like being one person and being another person. But it's not like weird. Like, you know what I mean? He's not like putting a wig on. It's he's like, not possessed. Yeah, he's not like, I am my mother now. <laughs> <laughs> like you, you can flow with the story. And so I tweeted, you know, like I do with every episode, like, hey, mom, like this episode, you know, Nash wants to watch more Berbiglia. And I tagged, you know, I did at Berbigs and he liked it. Mm. Doesn't mean you listen to it. I don't know. But like it's cool that it's like someone sees that and it's like, yeah, oh yeah. cool, yeah, I'm interested in you liked me, so what are you what do you got going on? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, dude. For sure. Yeah, dude. You know the best part about having three mics on this show? What? I can text and make and, and still realize that the show's still going on. It's still going. It's hard to it's hard to do when like I'm t- I feel like I'm talking you know, have you seen that uh that video of of Ewan McGregor talking to General Grievous, but it's just two dots <laughs> on a on a wall. <laughs> That's how I feel whenever you text on the show because you're like staring down, and I'm like, I still gotta it's keep it up. Something urgent, dude. Yeah, I know. Dude, I feel. one of the best times is my mom. Like we were recording our show, and she's like, she looks at me across the table, and she's like, I'm thirsty. I need to get water. Keep talking, and just gets up and leaves. <laughs> and I was like. I'm not talking to anybody. Like, like the audience isn't stupid. Like, they're they're gonna notice that it just got weirdly quiet, and I'm gonna keep being like, "Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, right?" So anyway, <laughs> that's the best though, because you know Cameron just rambles for hours. Yeah. So if I need to do something, hours. he'll just he'll just take it away. Yeah. That's the here. That's probably the biggest problem with episode twenty right now. We're all huge talkers. Yeah. There's not enough room. That's why we just talk over each There's other. There's not enough room in this town for, for the, the three, three of us talkers. <laughs> I love it, dude. Well, we're kind of... Cut out, blah, blah, blah. I can't talk today. I can't read today. Well, it's a good thing Ruben, he's, he's here. Yeah, yeah it's a good thing that I, I pretty much just owned this episode. You know what? Owned. Maybe we'll just have Ruben take... I, I feel like we could mix you to sound just like me. That'd be weird. I don't know what it was when I was listening back to it. I was, I'm like, I wonder if people are going to have a hard time following. I you know what? This is me. Am I just <laughs> Which playing one am Ruben? I? Like, there is no Ruben. You guys, <laughs> look, you guys look over at me. I'm just a mop with like, a t-shirt on it. You're just a mop with a picture of Cameron's girlfriend on it. <laughs> oh, th- callback oh, to way, ooh, way back then. Way back. Episode you, four. No, no. If, no, if you know, you know. Yeah, dude. if you know, that was you back know. in high school. Yeah, high school. Long Not time. episode that was huge, high school. Like junior year. He a long time. Do you want to tell a story, Cameron? Yeah. Well, I was. Um, I. I was. It was like the good dance. story, Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the dance at Hume. And okay. I was like, well, my girlfriend's not here. I'm summer gonna, camp. Summer camp. I'm gonna yeah, it's summer camp. I'm gonna put uh, a picture of her on a on a broom, <laughs> and then that'll be my date. And, and Cameron was very, you were very proud of this, and yeah, you it was were fun. also fighting with your girlfriend at this time. <laughs> yeah. So we posted true. all these pictures of you walking around with her on a broom, and I really hope she thought it was sweet. 
But you were like, who knows? You were like fighting. Who knows? At least you committed to the bit. I did. Yeah. You weren't like we're fighting, so I'm not gonna do this funny goof. You were like, no, this is worth it. Still, yeah, I'll it never was funny. funny. <laughs> it was. Fun. I'll never forget one of my high school leaders grew a full beard, and every day at, at summer camp he would shave a piece of it off. And the last day, <laughs> he did a Hitler stash, and no one noticed. I'm gonna need that no, name no, off Mike. I'm gonna need that name off Mike. He only that's he, good. He only did it for like an hour. It was great. Yeah, it was pretty funny though. That's hysterical. <laughs> I like that. I like that. You could have just been talking about me, and I was just like, I need that name off Mike. Let, let me know who that is. It, it wasn't, wasn't me. You. It wasn't, it wasn't you. Ruben. No, it wasn't me. I can't grow a full beard. You were to too save my busy life. rambling about the cars. He, do you think he listens? <laughs> No, I don't even know if I've told told him about the show. We should tell him he'd he'd support it. Yeah, <laughs> he's busy. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. He's very busy. Last he's time I met, last now. time I talked to him, he was talking to me about some huge investment opportunity, and my eyes went cross eyed. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't have any money. What are you telling me this for? <laughs> Do you remember that one time where we we tried to go to his house to get straws because Taco Bell forgot our straws? <laughs> okay. And then and then we we got to his house, and he was like, Oh, thanks for coming over, but I don't have any straws. <laughs> Do you remember the time that we bought Hot Pockets and tried to cook them in his oven for yeah. no reason? <laughs> was he home? No, it wasn't Hot Pockets. It was Totino Pizza Rolls. Yeah, it was Totino's Pizza <laughs> Rolls. He wasn't home, and so we took a picture of Cameron holding the Totino's Pizza Rolls outside his house, and I don't know why. he. I don't think he ever texted me back. Because <laughs> he was probably like, who are these weirdos <laughs> hanging outside of my house? And then we went to JD's house and, and cooked them there. I remember that. Man, we were we were so much fun. We got it. We were so much more fun in high school. We gotta, we gotta get JD on this show. Yeah, we should. Gotta he's get a, that guy. He's a funny guy. He's a good dude. I want him to bring something to it. That's the only thing. I keep giving him a hard time. He'll text us about the show. He was, he's a listener. So shout what out up, to you. What up, JD? What up, JD? Uh, and he'll tell us, yeah, I want to be on the show. I want to talk about. I'm like, what are you gonna talk about? And he'll be like, uh, uh, movies, video games. I'm like, you gotta be specific, dude. What are you doing? We you know what's talk funny about that. is. Is I would talk to you about this in the car, Isaac, but I was on another show before I did my show or whatever. I just did a guest spot on my buddy's episode, uh, my buddy's show called The Process with John and Kevin. And what they do is they talk to creative people about how they deal with their depression, so mm. the process of going through it or whatever. Uh, I was the bonus episode. Uh, it said Ruben Escobedo, Kevin's, there was a fun adjective, and then it said friend. Uh, let's just say the adjective was poopy. <laughs> <laughs> got you, got you. Ruben's poopy friend. Um I like how Ruben doesn't swear in the post show. <laughs> Did he swear in the post show? No, that never happened. Uh, oh, did you? Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Um, that's fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. So anyway, uh, so I'm on this like, and the whole episode is me berating him, just like being like, "You're garbage," but like it's fun, and then him being like, "Yeah, but at least I do creative things. You don't do anything exciting or creative. You're boring." <laughs> And then now I'm like, like the second that I started my show, I was like, yeah, my show's doing pretty good. And then the second my numbers started to get bigger than his, he was like, don't talk to me about this. (laughs) And then like now, now I like bring back our show and I'm like, yeah, dude, your show's doing pretty good. He's like, don't. And I'm like, no, it's doing good. He's like, I looked at your numbers and I was like, well, okay. How can you look at someone else's numbers? Because like me and some, me and my friends all have a group chat and like like, one of them helps me with it. Like he did our- My buddy Brandon did our music. He did our logo. He did everything. So I was like, hey, look at this. People are loving this and blah, blah, blah. So he'll just be like, hmm, my episode got 50 <laughs> listens. Yours got 200. <laughs> like, yeah, get your hey. mom on your show. <laughs> well, I think it's a testament to the amount of 
quality you put behind your work. And yeah. I think, if anything, I'd like this podcast to have a theme. Like, I, I think something that we like to knock home at the end of our shows is some sort of theme or big idea. And something that I see just shout out of you, Ruben, is a dedication to your craft. And yeah, I, know I appreciate Ca- that, yeah. I know Cameron and I, we want to be committed to this show. That's why we do it weekly. And it might not be the top-notch quality that you'd get from other shows. But we know that we're what we are selling, at least this is what I think. You can tell me if I'm wrong, We're Cameron. not selling nothing. What we're selling is, <laughs> honestly, what we're selling is Cameron and Isaac. There's no other Cameron and Isaac yeah, in the world. No, yeah, that's, exactly. That's okay. true. That's and true. that's a little weird and cocky, but... No, 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 it, it's not. It's because It's because we... We've always known that when we were talking to other people, like in a group, it was always just us talking, and nobody else was joining in on the conversation. You know, that's and we were so, born for each other. And so we were, we would like, <laughs> we would like bounce off each other and and make fun of things, and we would annoy everybody else in the room. But it was, it didn't matter because it was just us. And all of you guys have a friend like that. I yeah, think yeah. everyone has a friend 100%. like that where you click with them. What's weird is I don't think Ruben has ever been weirded out by our chemistry. No, no, I, that's. Uh, I mean, that's good. I mean, it takes a lot to weird me out, though, right? Like, I mean, you just told me that I did weird things to you in high school. Like, like. Oh, that's a, a joke. Okay. No, but but I mean, like, it it takes a lot for me to be really thrown off my game and really like. Yeah, we were talking out. before we started doing the show. You're like, oh yeah, you can throw anything you want at, at me. You can like, you can really try to sh- like make me shook and things like that. And I was like, <laughs> what? That's not what the show's about. Who cares about that? But like, I mean, we're like, wholesome here. But like, I didn't want you guys to be like. Well, I, I, Ruben, is this cool? Like, just I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play whatever ball you pick up. You know what I mean? So like, let I'll run with it. Like, don't worry about that. Like, cause some people are like, okay, you like don't talk about this. Like, I only want to talk about this. Where I'm just like, look, man, you guys are gonna talk, and and, and I know your chemistry, so I can just fit my way in yeah. there, and it works. It's great. Yeah. So Ruben, yeah. I want to ask you one last final question okay. for those of uh, for those of the listeners that stuck with us okay. to the end. Everyone has some sort of creative passion yeah. or something that they might think they're good at or they know they're good at or something like that. I think when you were sharing about your experience with the arts that you've leaned into, mm-hmm. it's a process. It takes time. What sort of advice would you give the folks that listen to this show about leaning into your passions? I think for me, and this is such cliche advice, but I, I think the reason it's cliche is because we all need to hear it is, is why are you waiting? If you want to do something, do it. We live in an era right now, which is such an amazing and creative era where, hello, I mean, we're recording this podcast on a laptop where, yeah, you know, you have all the sound equipment or whatever. But when I started, we had a snowball microphone in, that, in our computer and that was it. Like you, if you want to do something creative, do it. There are outlets, there are ways to do it find something creative like i'm not saying drop your job and drop your school and drop everything and go chase this creative dream i think to me there's a difference between dreams and goals and i have my comedy dreams but i have my comedy goals my comedy goals are achievable my dreams are long term and i so i think that being able to to find the mix and find find what works and and establish those goals and chase those goals and achieve them because i think you're gonna you're gonna feel a lot better about yourself just in general if you achieve those goals because you know that you can achieve them. Obviously, don't set goals for yourself you know you can't achieve, but also don't cheat yourself. Don't say, well, you know, I, I couldn't achieve this goal. No, you can. If I really wanted to, I could be doing a set every night somewhere. But at the same time, I need to, like, you know, balance my work life. But but the goals that I have, like, in the first month, the goal I had was get my name on a poster and do a, do a, do a showcase, be booked. 
get a paid gig. I officially did a paid gig, and my name was on that poster. That was it. My next goal is, okay, do a couple shows here. Do this. Do that. Just keep growing. And I think that making achievable goals is what matters and what's important. And so I think for me is chase that and and don't be afraid. Like I wish that I would have started earlier, but at the same time, I think I'm also the right age to do this because now I understand myself and I understand this. So I just think my ultimate, yeah, my ultimate thing is just make achievable goals and do them. Don't, don't, don't just set them, but, but go after them. Mm. What do you think, Cameron? You're a creative guy. I like that. No, I think it's, I think it's true. I think, um, there is a difference between dreams and goals, and mm-hmm. I think a lot of people don't want to set goals for themselves because uh, it's a it's a standard, right? It's a 100%. bar. For, it's a bar for success. So if you don't hit your goal, it means you're a failure, which isn't true. But that's that's I think that's how people look at it and and how people evaluate it. And so I th- I totally I totally think that's true. It's like you got it. The only way you progress is is with little steps. Exactly. Yeah. The only way you get somewhere great is is by doing it a lot and doing the really hard stuff. <laughs> and you know, it's like uh what's what's the saying about um how did you become like like a great piano player or whatever? And it was like, "Oh, it happened overnight over the course of of, you know, 12 <laughs> years." You know, it's yeah. like it's like that that's that's true. That's the case. It's like yeah. when you when you do anything creative, the only way to get the only way to get to your long stretch goals is through is through those little increments and through those little little incremental steps so yeah, Agreed. i think that's totally true. totally i love it i think i love it <laughs> i think that uh just one final thought um if you have the ability to turn failure into something that is rewarding mm-hmm it really changes the way you see life. Yeah. I think that um, the moment I started accepting failure as an opportunity to improve as something that I wanted to experience more and more of because I knew it would only make me better Yeah, was the moment that I started doing things. Doing this podcast, you know, and, and we've talked about this a lot, but it's something that I thought we wouldn't really make quickly. And in reality, when we took small steps, Cameron and I started creating something and it was really exciting 100% and so and I know you probably feel the same way like you're just talking about your original setup right yeah um so if anything I think Ruben's testimony of what's going on in his life is inspiring to somebody I appreciate that so on that note Ruben thank you for being on the show Cameron whatever dude I don't want to talk to you. What? I'm not on the show anymore. I'm just kidding. Are you Thanks for me? being so cute. Are you kicking me off the show? Well, you didn't I've... realize this, this was the backdoor pilot to me to take over <laughs> for you. Yeah, well, I've got the Patreon money, guys. 